Yo, good evening. Welcome to the Oblivion Show. I'm Joey T. I am Mr. Dolphin. Yo. Hey, how's it going? Um, okay, I think we're live. Can we get a microphone and sound check in the chat, please? Um, a cake. beer check. Oh, I've got cake, cannot beer yet. I haven't eaten. <laughs> um, who we got in the chat? Hey, Killam. Hey, Penta. Aaron. Mo, Robert! Sorry, Mr. Tones. Ant Tones. There's quite a lot of people in, man. Um, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. You know. I see that we've got 140 people connected on Facebook. Um, it's probably worthwhile you coming over to YouTube. So get yourself over to the Oblivion Underground YouTube. Um, that's where the high quality stream is. Um, and also if we get pulled for licensing, it's more likely to be on Facebook. So get your ass over there. Um, how are you, Greg? How's things? I'm re really good, man. Really nice Christmas. Um, making beats, chilling out. Yeah, having a really nice time. Awesome. It's nice over here. I like it. Yeah, I prefer it here than in Britain, <laughs> honestly. Um, how's the album gone? Because last, last time really I saw well. you, we had the show yeah. and it was the um, the album launch. What's the latest? Um, well, I sobered up finally after the show. Oh um, my God, we were wasting the last show. <laughs> Just a little bit, right? Um, yeah, it's gone really, really well. It's um, I, the Last time I spoke to Gareth, he said it sold out. Uh, pretty Well, pretty much sold out on vinyl, so there's a repress coming. Like that, um, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, thank you for everybody too that uh, bought a copy. Um, but yeah, it's done, it's done really well. Feedback's been fantastic. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really really happy. Good man. Yeah, really good times. Fucking deserve it, really. Cheers, dude. Cheers. Really. Who else have we got in the chat here? Wow, it's it's kicking off, man. Um, I don't know how many people are on YouTube. Have you got a view on that at the moment? Yeah. Hey, hey, Rosie, Dean Devastator, um, Necrologic Crews in the house, Prototypes in the house. Who isn't? This is the place to be today, Mr. Penter. Yeah. Hey, Aaron. How come like, Inimoog gets a little, like, blue spanner next to his name? Because he's the moderator in the chat. Oh. Yeah. Who's, uh, how many people are on YouTube? I haven't got that open because of my uh, resources. <laughs> uh, it doesn't say for me. I have no idea. Say? We've got four likes, I can tell you that much. Four. Oh, 63. 63. There you go. 63, 63 so far. people over on YouTube. Hey, Liz. Hey, girlfriend. Um... Okay, wonderful. So tonight on the show, we've got a whole bunch of stuff. Um, we've got the results of the poll that we did, the underground hardcore poll. Um, we had 4,000 track votes for that, which was quite impressive. Um, so we've got that. We've got a few guests and friends coming in to say hi. Um, we've got Lenny D, which is not something small in itself. Yeah, big man. Um, so we've got an interview with Lenny. The interview with Lenny is um, was recorded pre-corona, so it's not live before anybody calls it out. It was rec recorded a little while back, but it's still fantastic. Um, and instead of playing the whole interview in one big, like one hour and 20 um, we are basically going to break it into chunks and then we'll do the results of the poll in between. So it's a nice balanced show. 
so we got that um we got a couple of giveaways and competitions um we've got you and we've got hey. all of these people in the chat so what is party it time like? it is yeah, party time this is the end of year party hey, beers. a few beers cheers man and cheers to everybody at mm. home here's to you thanks for tuning in Oh my god, my cat's stealing my beer. Go away. Everybody, everybody's asking about what's going on with Prospect. I don't know. I heard that there was like a terrorist attack on the new offices. I have no idea. I just know I can't get hold of Gareth at the moment. Um, and I know <laughs> what, Kin's like pretty... You can normally get hold of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, and, and Kin and a few people are pretty pissed for some reason, so I don't know what's going on, but yeah, they seem to have gone like radio silent. Oh dear. It's all going down in Rotterdam. Right, well, before we start the show, do us a favour, guys, and share this on all your social medias if you can. Let's get everybody in here, have a nice party. Um, By the way, if I start sounding like I'm slurring my words through the show, I know I was last time, but that was... (laughs) (laughs) I definitely was. (laughs) But I've got myself in my ear, and there's a tiny delay, and it makes me want to talk like this. So, pre-warning up front. Um... Please share the stream. Um, so first of all, we're going to do a bit of Oblivion PR. Uh, and since you're on the show, we want to showcase something. So we did a competition for remix of the Ocalees, Death of the Ocalees, mm. which went really well. And we got some good entries and that release will come out soon. Some great entries. Yeah, yeah some great it stuff. Was, it was good. But we didn't hear yet the main man's remix or the vip and that's yours and we've got that now so yeah the ep is complete it's uh five or six tracks i can't remember now yeah six six tracks on the ep um and we have the dolphin one to play for you now Uh, and we're going to do a little competition so we're going to give away copies of the digital release before it's released um, and all you need to do is share this stream, like the stream, and subscribe to our um, YouTube, and um, hashtag Oblivion Underground. Really easy. So I'm going to play this track. Anything you want to say about Greg? Just a VIP, isn't it? It's like uh, <laughs> fix the fix, fix the kick drums. Just a VIP. It's a bit yeah. more. <laughs> um yeah what just you, like? you know the original is 10 years old isn't it so yeah. it's like um yeah fixed all the kicks just brought all the levels up made it all you know 2020 production sparkly top end yeah all the good stuff so yeah have a listen okay. right let's whack it on enjoy remember guys share the shout out the stream and you can win a copy of this and all the other ones before release date um Without further ado, let's get into it. Here is The Death of Theocles, Dolphin 2020 VIP. Peace.
as you would a man. Theocles is beyond flesh, beyond blood and bone. He is a shadow that precedes death. Allow him to fall upon you alone, and you are dead. Now rise and come with me as one. Welcome back. I threw my beer all over myself. Fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. It's a banger. Fucking A. Oh, yeah. Cheers, man. Loved it. What yeah. did everybody in the chat Re think of that? I think it's yeah. slammer. Some really nice feedback from everyone. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. I saw um, um, so Seb Chaos Engine jumped in and uh, Funk Cantel are in. Industrial Jamie, Yannick. Wow. We've got like 200 people over Facebook and nice. YouTube. Yeah, mm -hmm. man. Nice. Someone mentioned that uh, it was a, one of the first VIPs I've actually released, which I think is probably true. I never actually uh, put you any did, amount, do I? You did the 2018 on Oblivion. 
Oh, yeah, 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 I did that for release, you. actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the Black Gold VIP, Raiders Cap VIP. I do put VIPs there. What is everyone talking about? Yeah, but you do sit on for a while. <laughs> I do. Years, years sometimes, yeah. Okay, so. Playing to death first. Yeah, indeed. Right. So, I guess we should get into some juicy stuff. Um, don't forget, guys, share the stream. I know I'm fucking going on about it and boring, but please, it's important for us. Um, and don't forget to subscribe on our YouTube and like the stream too. Thank you. Right, so shall we get into this fucking poll thing? Let's do <laughs> it's this, been yeah. subject of quite some controversy. Um, some people didn't want to be involved for political reasons. Some people didn't get involved because other people didn't get involved but a lot of people gave it a really good support and we're happy with the results i think it's come out really really good um and we're looking forward to playing some of it back to you yep. so thank you for everybody who got yep. involved thank you everyone who backed it it is a new concept for an underground hardcore poll it's not supposed to be a contest against any other big polls it's just our thing and it's some fun so that we can have a show like this at the end of the year that's that's yep. it it's the top and bottom of it don't let politics ruin good music exactly man we're here for fun <laughs> yeah the end of the yeah day. man it's just a party isn't it you know yeah yeah so all right all that said thank you for everybody for supporting thank you for even the people who didn't feel comfortable sharing it etc for allowing their stuff to be involved in it so i understand the, the, the shit around it so all good hopefully next year this grows and everybody starts to embrace it a little bit more um okay so should we get on to some music Let's do this Is there yeah any, man anything if, uh, yep everyone in the chat basically agrees <laughs> okay so what are you gonna do right yeah exactly so we're gonna get on to the first track from the underground hardcore pole 20 and i should really be more prepared here um okay so drum roll have you got a drum roll for me greg <laughs> at position number 20 we have got adamant scream this breaks my fucking heart let's play it congratulations marlin this is a great track. Enjoy yeah, it, big up, Malin. Big up, big up. Thanks for all the love in the chat, guys. We love you. Enjoy. I'm not going to talk at all. Thank you. 
to be in there man fully can you still yeah, hear me greg yeah man great yeah fully deserved fully great track great track yeah malin has got she, she's um i did a collab with her didn't i a couple of years ago that yeah. flesh and bone track um i was really not surprised but like, i was really impressed with the kind of like the musicality of the stuff she brought to her to her music and stuff it was really really nice to work with her she has great atmospheres um, she's got really that clever use of samples. As well, the, like, she has totally. Water. She's she's got yeah. the vibes. Yeah, she's got yeah. the vibes. She's got the vibes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, really nice track. Well deserved to be in top twenty. Everyone in the tr- in the chat is fully agree. Yeah, um, yeah, good atmosphere. Somebody's written. Remind me of Corn Mumbles. I don't know that. Um, it's because you're not met led. Yeah, well, yeah, true. Um, hey, Dini Manufacturer just joined in. What's up? Um, Whoa. Yeah, she's a beast. Hey, Rosie, good evening. Oh, starting with just beer and cake was fucking terrible. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone in the chat's asking, when's Lion Girl getting released, Greg? I replied to him on that. It's, it's next yeah. year. Funnily enough, I was, um, I'm working on the flip side. Well, it's flip side. It's like a club mix because... The big Lion Girl mixes remix is like nine minutes long, and it's yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to play in a club. So I've kind of done a, a straight kind of club banger, break break beats and kicks, just okay. and the little the little melody banging out as well. So I'm working on that today. Actually, it's nearly finished now. Okay, but um, yeah, it's coming. It's coming out next year. Great. All right, should we keep moving because this is going to be a long show? Let's get Let's going to the next one, and it is detest and Satan. I wrote Walker there by mistake. It's actually called Walker because it's my name. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> right. Let's get this one in. Congratulations, um, guys, Dennis and Daniel. Enjoy everyone in the chat. Let's go. Oppose. Then we could run it. We ask them the question: What's wrong with their mind? 
heavier than the UK leaving the EU. <laughs> <laughs> Another big track, Daniel uh, Detest and Dennis Satan. What more did you expect, really? Big kicks. Yeah, man, those big kicks. Yeah, and it sounds it sounds like a good collab. Is like you know you, you really hear the best of both artists, I think, and you, you kind of definitely hear you definitely hear Daniel's influence on that, and you know Dennis's as well. So yeah, it's a oh, great Dennis track. Is in the Just chat. Goes off. Easy Dennis. Horns up, buddy. Easy Dennis. Good release. Uh, someone's asking what label that's on on Afterlife. Single release. Good stuff. Feedback in the chat. People loving the metal. Um, yeah, heavy, heavy kicks. Yeah, like you'd I, expect. D manufacturer. I hope they paid copyright for those vocals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it works in hardcore. Yeah, we all we all pay uh, copyright uh, money, don't we, to uh, all the original artists? Yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome stuff. Awesome. Um, feedback in the chat's good. Everybody's loving it. We got. We've got 200 people watching. Big ups. Hey. Get yourself over to YouTube, guys. I'm going to get sick of saying this, but YouTube's where the high-quality streams are, and there's some iffy content later that might get pulled off Facebook. So get yourself to YouTube. Higher-quality audio, high-quality video. Let's go. Are uh, we the iffy content? What? Are we the iffy content? Is that what happens? Yeah, we'll probably, yeah. <laughs> we'll be in get, about an we'll hour start or to get drunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, every time we say that, I have flashbacks to the last show and watching the video back of me uh, at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Spe- speaking of royalties, um, my old track, Ascend of Suburban, the one that sampled Left Field at the start, the, um, that ended up being a, not that, not my version, but the Left Field track was on a, a, an advert on British TV. And um, people keep asking me if I was getting royalties for it because they thought it was my track. Whereas I sampled it off left field anyway. It's not the story. first track, left field track you sampled. It's not the first track I've sampled, no, it's no. a few. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we do, isn't it? Exactly. Um, sorry for eating, Kate. Somebody's saying Joe's already wasted. I'm really not. I've had that much beer. I haven't eaten any food. And I've had that much cake. That's it. Uh, Luke, what, Luke wants to know if one of us is going to be doing a strip tease. I've seen later, Luke? not now. Luke uh, Stallard Stallard oh. um, yeah, I don't think Luke producer is, is, is interested in seeing either of us naked to he's already honest. seen it <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah. Um, yeah we can strip later if you stay till the end we have a and a at the end and we pretty much do anything then because we're wasted <laughs> game on <laughs> okay I'm going to move on to the next track so two solid tracks already um, next up speaking of Luke ooh yeah man big release the whole release was really good um but this yeah. one's great love the um use of old samples in it and stuff anyway i'm gonna stop talking about it i'm just gonna play it 
Bang Enjoy, out. guys. Yeah, nice bit of uh, early representation for the UK sound. Great track. I love that, man. I love it. love kind of that kind of doing the old vibe in like modern production and stuff, you know, kind of the old like hip hop death chant style. Yeah. And bring all that up to like kind of, you know, modern yeah. um, sound and production and stuff. And it's actually Fantastic. a little bit topical because he samples Lenny in that track as well and he's on the show. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah I love him. The Definitely. fact that he's grabbed all the old bits and brought them all back to life. It's uh, fantastic. Yeah. Awesome yeah. feedback in the chat. Um, some out of responses in the chat. Good evening, sir. Yo. Um, Clem, is that Shovel Face in the chat? Easy. Richard Cresswell. Call him wow. Shovel. Rich- Why is he called Shovel Face? I used to know a girl called Paned. Maybe they know each other. <laughs> Maybe it's his missus. Um, <laughs> Clem, uh, Clem, if that's you, Shovel Face, in the chat, why are you called Shovel Face? We, we're interested to know. Um, Richard Cresswell's in the chat. Somebody I went to school with. Wow. 
Okay, that's interesting. You just want, you wanted to see what happens to you in your later years. Yeah, well, here I am, sat on the yeah. internet playing hardcore. It's pretty much yeah. the same thing. <laughs> um, yeah, big ups, Luke, for that release. Great one. Love it. Yep. Outlandish artwork, colour, everything about that is Luke. Fucking great. Yep. What's up next? Next, we have an up, a new, a new up-and-coming person has come into the fray. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Two people, actually. So, without further ado, 17th, Frenesifs and Berzark on uh, Bad to the Bone on Prototype Records. Um, nice. I think the Prototype guys are in the chat, so big up. Um, good good track. I didn't even know this. Didn't even know this. And there's Shame some on other you. ones. Uh, as soon as I saw it in the list, I put it in my playlist. That's <laughs> the way it goes, right? They got all their mates to vote for them, didn't they? Probably, maybe, but that's the whole point. If you don't, share, it is, right? if you don't get people to support you, you don't get in the poll. It's just the way it goes. Sharing is caring. Exactly. Yeah. Right, here we go, guys. Yeah, man, full on aggression. No storytelling there, Greg. <laughs> just fucking yeah. kick in the face. <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck storytelling, isn't it? That's just about <laughs> yeah. being hit over the head with a sledgehammer 5,000 exactly. times. Good yeah, track, baby. guys. Bad to the bone, aptly named. 
congratulations you deserve it and also prototypes have been smashing it this year so it's great to see them in there good yeah fucking good props um yeah great to see some new blood coming through exactly um, so things certainly needs more of it yeah definitely uh people complimenting the snare um people who like old sound liking the, the new sound uh Chaos Engine doesn't like it. What the fuck was that? Ha 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 ha. <laughs> yeah, he's got no taste anyway. <laughs> Love you, Sam. <laughs> um, bu- 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 thanks, bro. Yeah, I think that was awesome. And you can say yeah. you don't like it, Seb, but if that gets dropped on a dance floor, which I know we haven't been near for a while, but that shit's going to work. It's, it's power. So it made it into the top 20. What else more can I say? Good. Yep. Um, next. It's competition time. It's competition time. It's competition time. We're giving away stuff. I have no idea what just happened. And we're back in the room. Back in the room. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell it seems whoever hacked the fucking funk cartel streams are coming to get us <laughs> i was gonna say i thought i was back in the iron fist tournament for I, a maybe second. it's because i've just given we just give seb some shit and he's fucking hacking the computer <laughs> <laughs> sabotage <laughs> right um good shit <laughs> right i'm gonna move on before i fucking do something silly um something else silly um next track Number 16. After this, we're going to go into some Lenny D. Okay? Nice. So, number 16. We have got... Somniac 1. Ooh, nice. Since 92. This is a banger. Right. I'm going to let it breathe. Go. Let's do it.
This track's absolutely amazing. I feel like I've done it a little bit of an injustice. I had to chop the tracks so that they were three minutes. And that track is like an epic and it builds. It's it builds, a beast, yeah. Um, I had to make it three minutes. So if you listen, Christina, I'm sorry that I chopped it so short, but I had to <laughs> with the tracks, really. Um, everybody loved it. Um, yeah, it's a beast, Jumper, it's so good how this rolls on what is the ep called please it's called uh refined fat ep yep and it's just come out on prospects well not too long ago and there's a bad boy death machine remix on there as well yeah absolutely lethal yeah, yeah. so john check that out um uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. any more comments in there no everyone's just loving it and vibing yeah um, yeah it's all good yeah anything to add no, it's just, I mean, the whole EP, like you said, is an absolute banger. Um, yeah, her production's getting better and better with each, with each EP. And, and it's already um, good yeah. as well. It was good before, and now it's just like... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's, yeah, it's fantastic. Really looking forward to see what deal, she does man. next year. You see yeah. so many people who are being ghost-produced and stuff, but she's legit the real deal. It's almost scary how good she is. Good I don't actually know anyone that gets ghost-produced. I mean, you hear that, but I've, I don't know anyone that gets ghost-produced. I don't, yeah. Personally, not 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 seen anyway. But then I don't know anyone. I don't think there's anyone in particular in industrial. That I don't I think there's anyone. Every everyone I know does their own stuff, right? Mm. It's only when you kind of get into, it's when you get into the kind of more main, mainstream sort of stuff. I think you get it's some all more uh, about DJs image that and yeah. money and blah blah blah. There, so yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yeah. Yep. Okay, so that's the first five tracks of the underground hardcore pole 20 we're going to go into uh, an interview with lenny d now we're going to do 25 minutes of an interview with lenny it was recorded pre-covid so we've had the ability to chop it into bite-sized chunks for the show so first of all i'm going to jump into a little hello from someone from the crew and yeah then we're going to go into lenny so cool. enjoy the interview guys and we'll be back in 20 minutes peace peace Oh, 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 <laughs> this is Tripped, I wanted to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and let's hope next year is better, but I'm trying to stay positive, HIV positive and I hope to see you all there, there in the next year, this is a good video. Okay, it gives me great pleasure to welcome one of the most significant pioneers of electronic music, hailing from New York, one of Hardcore's founding fathers, Lenny D. Lenny, how are you? Hey man, good to see you. Good to really see you cool too. to be on this today, so yeah man, looking forward to it. How's things with you? Very good, very busy, which is always good in the music business. Yeah, right. Alright, well... I want to talk to you about, obviously about you and industrial strength and your journey, etc. But one thing that I'd like to talk about first, because I don't think many people have touched on this, and you as a, as a, a musician, etc., has been quite well documented, but I'd like to talk about, I'd like to go from the very start. Music has been part of me by listening to it, you know? My, my parents had a really pretty cool record selection. But we're talking the Beatles, 50s, Tom Jones, all kinds of, you know, doo-wop and 
weird stuff, you know, Rolling Stones. So, so that was like my first, you know, Chicago, and like these were the the music that I kind of had that was in the house, you know, and. I wanted to be an artist. <laughs> yeah, an artist actually drawing and painting. Okay. And I, I went to art school even. And you know, my grandfather gave me a radio and then it kind of it kind of blew me into disco and rock okay. music. And on the radios at that time, which would have been the 70s uh and 80s uh you know, they had DJ mix shows on the air and that really, really intrigued me. And, you know, I was always fascinated by the record covers from the Beatles and this and what mixing meant, you know, and then I started hearing the DJs like traditionally DJ mix at that time, but doing really great tape editing and remixing and stuff on the on the you know on the on the radio stations that did a lot of the dance music so i was pretty attracted to disco music rock you know zeppelin all, all that kind of stuff so i went to a party that you know family function and my cousin's uncle was djing and i never seen any of that before and then okay. that was it art school out the window <laughs> um fucking saving every dime I can and then my mother said all right you know I wanted I wanted records and then she took me to uh, in Brooklyn at the time there were a lot of record shops uh but I was pretty young so I didn't really have the money <laughs> so she said come on and I just started buying records like a disco mix 1979 and then I just followed it from there I I basically in in high school I, I, I thought, okay, DJing, you know, I got my turntables, and then around, like, when I was 17, I got a gig, funny enough, at a roller disco that I used to go to hear all this music. So, you know, I was pretty hooked on the music. I kind of, like, went full on, you know, where all my other friends were, like, smoking pot and getting fucked up, you know. By the time, you know, it'll make a long story a little shorter, you know, by the time I was in the role of house. I wanted to know what mixing records was about. Yeah. And th so what I did was I went to, to uh, my high school. It was like the first thing that they ever did this where they had like, you cannot go to the first year, uh, the first six months of your last senior year uh, if they get you this a jobs program to actually see if you want to do this, some kind of student thing. So I put in this studio thing, and I think because of the uniqueness of what I asked for, I, there was like, they accepted me, because they only got like the Brainiac kids for that, and I was definitely not in that category. <laughs> then I got onto that, and then I got into a studio with Nile Rogers. And in the meantime, while that's going on, I linked up with Tommy Musto, which was one of the DJs on the radio, and yeah. he also did a show, which was, a college show but it was where I lived I just called them up and then the next thing you know it just they heard my mixes that I was doing in the house because I was editing I had to you know by that point so I was really yeah. in invested working on these parties buying a fucking tape machine working on the parties buying a fucking sampler uh, DJ you know so for me by the time I started actually producing which was yeah, kind of soon after. It was like I really, because I went to school for engineering as well. 
while I had hits in the UK. Like I made these little records with Tommy Musto in his studio, like on a little six track, and then boom, it's like, what is Deep House? Well, this is Deep House. I was like, what the hell is this meme? You know, oh, techno, what the fuck is that? You know, we were just making records. I, I really had no idea what the hell we were trying to do, yeah. but I did realize that, you know, the disco and all that, I could never produce that because I'm young, I can't afford it, I'm not a musician. So these other new things that at the time, like MIDI keyboards and all these things that were coming out, this is what I got into. And then slightly towards the mid 80s, end of the 80s, no, excuse me, end of the 80s, early 90s, I started getting into computer based music. So in the early 90s, there was a computer to actually run it instead of sequencers. So I went through assisting, engineering, learning until I found that I was actually a fucking producer. But my main goal was really to be an engineer. So all this is happening, you know, from the age of 16 through 18, like 19. Yeah. So I already had hit records by, by that time. Like what I didn't know were hit records. Nobody really knew. Uh, but what, what, what the studio path led me was I went to Arthur Baker uh, after the Nile Rodgers thing, uh, going through my little cleaning up garbage pails and then befriending Nile Rodgers and all the, and everybody loved me and it was a fucking wow. I learned so much about that. And then I went to Arthur Baker's and started to be a garbage boy. And then Arthur realized that he, that I was making these records, which I had really no idea that they were anything special. Because this was no at one... Shakedown Studios, right? Yeah, yeah, like I was in New York, you know, and I wasn't really traveling. It was only till after all this shit is when I got to, to, to the UK afterwards because all the guys that I was doing the music with went before me, basically. Uh, it was a little crazy, but yeah, that's how it, how it just worked out with the travel and stuff. Um, and then as soon as I hit the, the UK after author stuff, I did a lot of a lot of tracks. I was pretty much living in that studio on the couch. And, and you know, and, and I was really going around New York City while making these records. I, you gotta remember, I was really not at home. My friends were all doing fucking God knows what when you do at that age, you know? I wasn't even getting high, I wasn't smoking cigarettes. I was, all I was doing, I was going to sessions with loops and samples because one of the first guys to really do this kind of thing like with loops and stuff and you know working with Frankie and Tommy and, and how we utilized the, the, the samplers at the time which were like I don't know two bit four bit and then you know how many samples because you get in four bit memory span and how many outputs the thing has and how do you get them we used to take the records speed them up like this and record it so it gets, gets a little bit and then we transpose Slow it down, down. Oh, okay. yes. so you four like, samples then we'd have to record to a tape sync it up so there was a lot of engineering so at the end of the day I, that's what i wanted to do and i said okay you know i'm not a musician this is what i what i'm doing so it's funny it's full circle because now i'm back to doing that again and i kind of love it so towards the the end of the 80s you did um you worked with uh Frankie, right? And you did the Looney Tunes thing, which was quite big in the UK at the time. Yeah, um, that, that was a pivotal one. You, you know, it's a, we were, 
first off, we you know he was DJing at a at this club called Patches. I was DJing at the Rolling Palace. We you know we young guys were like every all our friends were hating on us, you know. And then one day I just walk into Northcott, which is where we did all the 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 stuff, which which is actually 25 West. Uh, you know all the house techno new groove. We were all in the same uh, office and even the distribution. So and. Uh, that's how I actually got, you know, more in the studio. Is like, I was going in there because I got a job working at Chico Productions, which so the loft was split up and it was a distributor. So I thought, wow, I get money after school. I come here and then at night I go to to fucking Shakedown and then I can produce records on the weekend. I mean, this was my schedule. So I just happened to walk in the studio. And they're sitting Frankie Bones. Now I never met Frankie Bones. Frankie Bones actually never met me, but all our friends used to say, Yeah, da 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 So and Tom kinda of knew this really. And then basically Tommy's like, Oh, this is really interesting. He goes, I want to introduce you to somebody and I was like, Okay, well, who's this? He goes, Oh, Frankie Bones is Lenny D, Lenny D is Frankie Bones and the two of us looked at each other. <laughs> and within about five minutes, we were fucking laughing, hugging each other. Then, then, then we just started making records together. Well, tell us, tell us about um, from from there. You kind of you DJ started DJing in Europe a lot, uh, and yeah. and then you know hardcore techno started to become a thing that you were banding about, and you decided to set up a label. Is, is this the well, right well, order? Well, this, this is how it happened for me. You know, I don't know anyone before me, so I have to just kind of go on that, really. Like, what was happening for me was, okay, I see, I, I say it's pretty lucky about this, but, you know, maybe, you know, you, you, I'm not a master of one, but I'm a master of all. It's pretty weird, but I've always seen, because of my DJing, my total dedication, no girlfriends, no shit, no whatever, no drugs, just loving the music, and evolving with electronic music. You gotta remember, like, it didn't start out with boom, boom, boom. If I show you where I where it started for me, I think you'd be quite shocked at how far back it really goes, because that's how I got evolved in it. It's like from yeah. the 70s, you know? And then the 80s, and then the electronic music and how it started to infiltrate. And you know, always had these little experimental things along the way, and you know, then you can even pass by, you know, fucking Kraftwerk, Barry Newman, George M. Road, and then you can start even going for, I was through all this. So, you know, I even worked with the Tramps, you know, and New Order, and Deborah Harry, you know. I actually was becoming a groom to be a, a, a pop music producer yeah. before I did everything. Like, I had these hits, and then all of a sudden, here I am mixing Al Jarreau, in, in Shakedown on an SSL going, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you know? And I was evolving. So to go to where we, what the question is, it's like, okay, I started at house music. So I helped evolve that. I went to techno and I definitely helped evolve that. Yeah. And only was I producing, I was DJing and using my DJing and my engineering skills to make the tracks. See, that was another thing. You know, being able to DJ and being able to make the tracks at that time was usually a two different things, you yeah. know? So I was in a unique position when I got like calls to do remixes. You know, I was already, you know, like when I was 18, <clears throat> running full sessions for Arthur Baker. Um, but musically, as a DJ, I was not comp not happy sitting with one thing far too long because then all of a sudden there was 
boom, 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 techno and rave music. <laughs> and these things were, I even started making this stuff because, and then I started really exploring uh, what was going out of Germany, Italy, because I was also at the record distributor. So yeah. I already had known what was going on in these, playing these other things. So my, my talent as a DJ started to become this, you know, I started going harder and harder and harder and harder until it became quite clear to me that I don't need to do anything other than play all these fucking great things and I make and I make it my own. Yeah. I just didn't feel challenged enough by playing house music. I didn't feel challenged enough by playing techno music. I didn't feel challenged at all to even get into trance, though I did play some of it, like acid and stuff, but I went through every style, drum and bass, breaks. It was around the time that the jungle started hitting into the UK is when I realized the 4-4 music was, has had its day for a little bit. Yeah. And by that time, I had already done some stuff on RNS. I had already just started getting into it. And then I, I RNS, uh, Renat, uh, hooked me up with Jam and Spoon to go to Germany to play. And by this point, I was already just coming back from Japan. I was basically this guy that all of a sudden was in every party prior, you know, coming through the electronic music ranks or whatever. Now I've got this sound that nobody's got. It's like, and my DJing skills at that time, by the time I got to Europe, were way better than any of the Europeans because I was already playing in the dis clubs, discos, things from the fucking 80s, yeah. you know? So it wasn't like I was, you know, the only thing that drove me crazy was I had to learn how to play in an hour. I, I just made the music harder than it was and I took no breaks. And yeah. then when I met in the beginning of the 90s, the Mark Okada pain was because of RNS. Because Mark Spoon left me at the airport for this party and Mike Hope, which was the graphic artist and the third member of, of Planet Core Productions at the time, uh, picked me up. Had no idea of anything. We kind of had some small chit chat. But at the time, he had a record shop inside the Dorian Gray inside Frankfurt Airport. So there's a full-on club, alcohol, drugs, inside the fucking airport, <laughs> the record shop, and sells shirts and some candy. But it's inside the club. And this is actually, if anyone knows the, the, the Dorian Gray, the history of it, the, 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 the name it was before, was the Techno Club, which is the beginning and the birth of EBM. So this was the, the German club with Sven, Dax, all these guys started the German techno thing on the Frankfurt end of things while the Berlin things were kicking off on the other side of the country, a little bit more behind the wall. And also it was Frankfurt, which is what really led the way for, for Germany because the East was a little bit fucked up and any kind of real parties there yeah, they they would have gone underneath. I did a few, so you know, yeah. it, it, it was just the the Frankfurt guys, and you know, I met Mark in that record shop. And the way it happened was, I got all my records. I'm ready to play at this party. I'm with my friend Neil McClellan, who is the producer of the last four Prodigy albums now, yeah. and has produced uh, fucking Enjoy, Carl Cup, and he was my roommate living in his apartment in London. So I took his ass with me, and we were all fucking like, all right, we're getting left at the airport now. Back then, I had a cell phone. I don't even want to tell you how big it was. <laughs> but 
at a cell phone, okay? So, you know, it was amazing. Like, I was like, oh my God, it's, I'm just thinking about this story. So they took me to the record shop, which I was totally shocked. And the club is starting to pack in. Uh, I have no idea what I'm playing, where I'm going. No one's really telling me anything. And my, and Mike goes, hey, look, Renat tells me you're a really good DJ. He goes, well, why don't, instead of standing there, why don't you play some fucking records? <laughs> <laughs> and looking at him, and I'm like, all right. I says, I'm just going to see what you got in here because I already know what I got in there. Right? <laughs> so I popped it off. I didn't want anyone to hear what I was going to bust out anyway. Man, I started playing. I started playing, not knowing any record, just mixing, fucking smoking cigarettes, fucking booming. Next thing you know, there's a person, two people, three people, four people. And now this is a little shop that holds maybe 30, 20 people, maybe 20 people. Man, by an hour in, and I played for like, four fucking hours in this fucking record store, right? The line was down out of the door into the dance floor and the owner of the club came in to see what <laughs> the fuck was going on. The guy who I had just met is fucking at the cash register, chinging away, <laughs> throwing me some records and then chinging away. And the fucking shop, he's like, what the fuck? Stop it. Then the, the shop closed, okay? And the guy looked, Michael looked at me, and he said, what the fuck was that? He called Mark a Cotterpane while this was going on, and him and Thorsten came in to see what the fuck was going on. I said a quick hello. I had no idea what, who was what anyway. <laughs> he closed, he says, I said, all right, I'm buying all these records. He says, no, you're keeping all of them. I'm not taking a dollar from you. He goes, man, he goes, this is the first time in my shop's history that I actually sold records. And he goes, I sold a lot. He goes, I sold t-shirts. He goes, I sold fucking everything. He goes, that guy that you said hello to, the big guy, he goes, he's the boss of the club. He wants to book you. He goes, man, we, we have to talk. You have to meet, you have to see Mark, or my friend Mark. And I says, well, look, I'm playing at the club. Why don't he fucking come down? So that party was with uh, Mark Spoon, Mark Cotterpane, me, Sven Vaith, but Mark didn't DJ. It was just, I think, the three of us, Sven, me, and uh, Mark Spoon. And dude, I unleashed those records and with the beats I had. And then the next thing I know, I meet Sven, who I had already known as an artist. He comes to me, he goes, man, are you the Lenny D from this? And I say, are you the, the Sven Voth from that record off? And he looks at me like, what the fuck? You play that all the time. <laughs> Goes, yeah, that's the the guy. He goes, no, this fall into a trance. He goes, it's future. He goes, this is like the invention of a new new style. Fall in. I was like, really? And then he incorporated that in some of his later things. And he went to go up. So all these great things. And I knew a lot of these guys from other other things prior that they've done. You know, it was the, it was that time. You know, my generation. And. After that, like they, they were putting ammo nitrate in the smoke machines at that party. Everybody's drinking with ecstasy. I mean, it was fucking nuts. My friend Neil, everything. We were so fucked up. It was it was amazing. <laughs> so then we came. I went back again after I met Mark a second time to Germany to play uh, for Thorsten's uh, the 
one of the PCP guys' girlfriend was promoting a club. They saw me at the record shop, funny enough, and yeah, they, they let me play. Uh, and we got completely fucked up on drugs. I went back to Mark's house. I had this record that I was like so proud of. I was like, look, I think this is like this hard thing, you know? It was like, I don't know if it was Hammerhead or, or another record that I had made with Neil we were working on in the studio. And then I was at this apartment all fucked up, you know, it was in the morning. I was going to catch my flight in a couple hours and then Mark fucking plays, uh, you know, Mescaline in the United, uh, Frontal Sickness. And then that was it. I said, all right, everything that I'm doing to these records, making them faster, fucking up the EQ, driving the mixer, getting the rattle out of those, these warehouse faces, you know what I mean? And and I had this record, which also had these distortions and stuff, and Joey Beltram then got on, you know? So it's like this thing was touched on. And, you know, I was playing also techno rave music. It pretty much, it was all back to back, you know? Until it started to become a bit more heavier. And then I just got him, I convinced him to let me release it. He was not in a good place to do it. Everything in Germany, nobody cared. I was coming off an album I produced for Warner Brothers, had pretty good success, and A&R guys would listen to me, and I got a distribution deal, and I did a deal with Casper Pound. So it was just about to come out, and I held back on the Homeboy Hippie and Funky Dread and the Turbulence record to get to Mark until we finalized Mescaline United, and then I played the acetate uh, at the second Mayday is when we 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 had the record ready. So the label, everything, we were ready to go. I was getting artists, I had everything, and then I was like, all right, this has to be the defining record because there's nothing I've ever heard in my life like this. You know, even though it might have had elements of the rave or this or that, the construction of it, the sound, the distortion, the accidental feedback loop turns into a fucking riff which Rotterdam and all the others have copied and incorporated and you know and then the hardcore kind of grew but you know at the time it was more uh, you know it was after May Day when Renat comes to me and he goes Lenny D he goes bro that shit is hardcore and I looked at him and I was like you know yeah maybe it fucking is hardcore cause you know all the techno guys they were fucking scared shitless of me. Let's let's play it because I'm sure the people want to hear this in some yeah. context to hear what, what we're talking about. It's, so, it's and you gotta remember, this was fast back then. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Now you'd be like, yeah. okay, so uh, we have arrived. Do you want to introduce this? Marco Cardipain, uh We have arrived. I, I, I arrived as soon as I heard it, and um, if you've never heard it, um, I hope you get there too. Okay, let's go. Still relevant.
transition time. We give it away, stop! Yo, we're back. How good is that interview, man? Fuck. Yeah, man. Wow. Proper history lesson. Like, yeah. a real history lesson about how hardcore was conceived. Like, how Lenny yeah. met Mark and how that track came to Like, what, what the fuck? Yeah, man. Lenny's he's an absolute legend, and he's and he's such a such an amazingly nice guy as well. So and still so passionate about the music and everything and what he does. Definitely, it seems uh, a lot of people in the chat really enjoying that too. I was expecting yeah, yeah, numbers to drop a little bit, but not much at all. Everyone's engaged, so good. Um, yeah. Also, everybody. Yeah. What was it? What was the track? What was the track playing in the background? A few people asking. Uh, the the background music is actually a set by Lenny, so. I don't no. know, is the short answer. Um, yeah, 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 fair enough. The track at the end was "We Have Arrived." <laughs> yeah, of course. Wow, <laughs> watch it. Um, that was when I the first time I heard that. That was like that was one of the hardest records I'd ever heard in my life at the time. It was like I don't know whatever it was. Was it ninety two, ninety four, somewhere in there? Yeah, ninety two maybe. Um, yeah. yeah, blew my head off. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah incredible stuff. I saw um, Industrial Strength join the chat. I don't know if that's Lenny or not, but holla. Or Jules. Holla. I mean, probably, maybe both. I don't know. Easy. Anyway, and thanks for all your help with the, the interview and editing and everything. Yeah, really appreciate it. And for the people saying the ultimate show off of the record, I think it was Dean saying it was the ultimate, I've got this on vinyl. Actually, those those clips uh, are from Luke, producer, because I don't have the records. So Luke recorded himself playing the track so that I could splice wow. it into the interview. Yeah. Oh wow. So it's a real like. Um... Shame on you. You should buy it for coffee. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't got it. I'm, I'm ashamed to say it. Yeah. Have wow. you got it? I think I've got. I, th I think I've got about the first. I don't know all the early industrial strength and industrial strength trances. Okay. Got them all on vinyl. Yeah. Okay, well, um, there is more of that interview to come. As I said before, the interview is split into three chunks. So, yeah, there's more to come of that. But for now, we're going to go back into some underground hardcore top 20. Excuse me. Um, but first, we have got a competition. That's why it said competition time Ooh. at the start. So I'm going to do it again. It's competition time. We're giving away stuff. <laughs> Uh, Nori saying, big shout to Greg, I love your album. Hey. <laughs> Thanks, <out>. Nori. <laughs> Cheers, man. Um, competition time. So we're going to give away some more fucking goodies. So usual shit. I know it's boring, but you can win yourself one of these. Free shit. What's not to like? Exactly. Um, free t-shirt designed by Shovelface, released by Bolivian Underground. Really simple to win. All you need to do like this stream whether you're on facebook or youtube we prefer you on youtube um share it on your social media and just do a hashtag oblivion underground and you can do that right now and we'll wait we'll wait for you we're not going to move on with the show until you've had a chance to share it so i'm going to read some comments from in the chat while we're waiting so like the stream share the stream hashtag oblivion underground and you can win this shirt we'll send you a voucher code like tomorrow and you can order it from the website and we'll get it out to you for everybody else who's ordered these shirts they're shipping real soon um yeah what more can i say yeah good uh, nice shirts by the way really nice yeah great job 
it's a fucking lovely design man we, we sat on it for a little bit waiting for the good time and um yeah, it felt like the end of the year was a bit a good time because you know releases were not so, you know so now's a good time yeah now is a good time so um get that shared in the meantime any questions in the chat if you want to throw them out before we proceed with um the poll 20 any questions for dolphin perhaps feel free to throw them in the chat shout out to doc maxi in the house oh easy doc how's it going um drastic was loving that track before um seba shared respect man respect yeah. uh, people saying uh mescalinium remix by miro is top yeah yeah uh, and the a somebody said that the apex swim was better than the original bold but okay um mr bad luck wants a collab greg is it yeah. bad luck or bad licks <laughs> i think it's bad it could be luck. it could be bad luck i mean the x could stand it's, for anything we, we had this conversation when we were drunk on the last stream it's bad i luck. can't remember <laughs> okay um bad lick it could be bad, bad lick bad lick <laughs> i've had a few of them <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying anything Move on. <laughs> greg have you ever thought about djing with actual cdjs <laughs> I've witnessed this, this, witnessed this, and you do uh, not. Let's want not to see. let's not do this story, Joe. Let's not do this story. But, Why? Right. So, <laughs> tell the story. Come on. No, 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 it. no. I can't. I can't tell. No, you can't because <laughs> to tell the whole story would just get me in so much trouble. No. Um, I tried it once and I didn't like it. Let's just leave yeah, it at that. And it was a um, big spectacle. It was. It was it, quite something. It, quite quite a spectacle. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I loved vinyl. I loved vinyl and I never liked CDJs and I, I just wanted a, an alternative and I started playing on my laptop in 2002, yeah. one maybe, somewhere around there. Um, so I completely skipped CDJs. Um, I do like Tractor. I've got like a S4 and like it's really nice kind of playing around with that. Yeah, um, you played your prospect show on that, right? Yeah, I did the four-hour um, set with that and just right across the board. It was really, really nice to to play all that kind of just crazy stuff, you know, gone on a huge journey, you know, from 100 BPM to whatever it was, 230, yeah. tem tempo switches and all sorts of crazy stuff and different really styles, good. different genres. Yeah, it was fun. Awesome. Right. I think we've given enough time for everyone to share the stream to win a T-shirt. So big ups for that. If you haven't done it, do it now. Um, let's move on to, let's go to, let's go and say hello to a friend. Let's hello to Mr. Edub. Oh, what's up? This is Idap. Uh, I would like to wish a happy new year to everyone, also to my friends of uh, the Oblivion crew. Uh, to be honest, I have been pretty quiet the last months, but recently I have been working some new stuff. So let's play.
Yeah, man. Edub really fucking needs to tell me what his car stereo is because that was yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks, Eduardo. Appreciate that, man. Merry Christmas. Respect. So, should we get back into this? Um, this it's more. Oh, it's not that one. Ignore that. Not that one. Not that one. Um, let's get back into the top 20 of our underground hardcore poll. So, we have got up next. Mm, oh. Ready? Let's go. Ready. Let's do this. It is fucking the Satan on Oblivion Underground with Wrong Master. So, we specifically asked him to make a slow tune when he did this, and the way it was received blew us away. Everybody loves this track. So, uh, yeah, congratulations, Satan. Thanks for the banger, and thanks for everyone for voting for it. Big up, and uh, let's get it played. Awesome stuff, man. Everyone in the chat loves that. 
I love it. Obviously, it's on Oblivion. If yeah, it's a beast. Didn't get this, which is sold out. This was the beautiful bit of vinyl, right? One. Yeah, man. You can see it's a transparent fucking disc. Beautiful. What tempo is that? Like one one fifty ish. One fifty. It's yeah, on yeah. the screen, bro. Uh, oh, by yeah. the way, awesome design by Cam Artwork on this, or Cam Art fucking smashed it. Great stuff. If you've got a copy of that, thank you for your support. We really appreciate it. Do more slow stuff, Dennis. Yeah, well, someone in the chat saying, um, I think Deep Manufacturer said, should do more with a wink, so maybe there's something already going on. Ooh. 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 Um, yeah, so, someone, uh, Pathogen Hardcore, is asking me if, I, or, uh, if I'm going to ever think of doing some more slower stuff in the near future. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm playing around with some tracks at the moment that are like 140, 150 sort of thing. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, good, good, good. Um, okay. Good. Everyone's happy in the chat. I'm happy. Um, should I'm we do happy. another one? Yes, do another one. What are we on? 14? Um, that was 15. Now we're on number 14. Ready? Rocking. Yep. Let's do it. We have got at number 14 the outside agency, the plant. Ooh. Heavy hitters. Yep. We're getting serious, boy. Right. I'm playing it. Let's go. Go on then. Thank you. 
seriously, if you don't like rave stabs, I don't think we have <laughs> friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you've got to, that, the T99 stab has been one of the biggest sounds in the last couple of years. Yeah. And it's amazing how it's come back. And it's, but it is like the epitome of the rave sound, isn't it? It's like you can bang it on everything from industrial like to yeah. uh, break beat to anything you want. Drum bass, just bang what, T99 stab on there, you're away. Amazing. Definitely. Um, shout out uh, to KRTM. Yeah, shout, big shout out to KRTM. He does it really well, doesn't he? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, do, 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 everyone in the chat's loving it. Everyone's a big fag. A fl- yes. fan. <laughs> fag. Did you just say everyone in the chat's a big fag? <laughs> it's not the first time I've gone. I mean, you could, you could be right. I don't know. <laughs> what was the one we did last time? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. Uh, hi, guys. Hi, guys. That's what I did last time. Hi, guys. Yeah. It's like an underlying. And now you're calling them big. Yeah, there is definitely something Freudian going on here. Yeah. You just wish you were in a, like a, that kind of chat room, don't you? I Maybe you are. I am. Yeah, I am. There's, there's enough to take from the chat. I can see them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joe just outed us all, people are saying. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. People saying Greg and TOA should make some um, uh, melodic tunes together. Some melodic. Um, yeah, so me and Noel have been chatting a little bit, Ooh. but but yeah, yeah. What, let's, see, let's see what happens next year. Um, yeah, we haven't talked about a collab, but there is something, something, something. Oh, okay, good. Um, Joey T's big gay rave. Right, fuck off, guys. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Um, let's go to the next track. Um, we have and lucky got, for some. Yeah, number thirteen it is Legend Ophidian. Conrad in the house. Yeah, easy Conrad. If you are listening or watching on playback or not at all, maybe. Um, here we go. I'm going to put this on. Ophidian speaks for itself. Released on Thunderdome. Let's go.
wish I didn't have to cut. Shame on you. I know, but I need to keep this under four hours. <laughs> um, no. Again, I'm here all night. Like I said about rave stabs before, if you don't like rave stabs, I don't think we could be friends. If you don't like Ophidian, I don't think we're friends either. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing, right? Yeah. yeah. Always consistent, always good. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. Everyone yeah, in the yeah, chat yeah, yeah. loves it. Um, tune glitches yeah he's taking the piss basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah people are doing a hashtag dolphidian it's still still being called out greg have you been in touch with him yet i have Ooh. Uh, can't say anymore oh my god so <laughs> so we've got potentially a three-way between you hidden and a fit fidian <laughs> I'm, I'm just chatting at the moment, just chatting to a few people. We're gonna, we're gonna uh, see what happens next year. But you know, um, Comrade's really busy. He's got, he's got a lot of big projects on and stuff. Yeah. Um, so you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens when he's got a bit of time. Hasn't he? So yeah. Also, well deserved as well. I mean, it's fantastic. He's had a great year. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ant saying, keep playing it. I can't keep playing it, man. I've got seventeen more tracks to play and more Lenny. It's gonna, it's gonna be too long. So I have to be at least restrained at one point in my life. <laughs> then this is it. <laughs> of all the times you could have chosen, Joe, <laughs> this is the one you choose. Well done, yeah, mate. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. Um, okay. Into What's next? 12. The next, yeah, 12. We have got... You're not going to believe this. It's one of my favorite tracks of the year. It's... It's fucking Ophidian again. <laughs> Whoa. Ophidian, Silver, absolutely exceptional track. Love this. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to just roll straight into it. Let's go. Yeah.
Sorry, I was distracted by technical difficulties. Oh my god! <laughs> I told you before when I can hear myself. Like, uh, oh my god! Excellent tune. I've been playing that. Yeah, one. amazing. Oh yeah, absolutely amazing. Oh, pizza's arrived. Um, great stuff. Can't get enough of Um Yeah. Who's written Gary? <laughs> 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 in the chat uh, someone's just come up on that bill yeah and uh, right uh distracted by talking everyone loves it um what's wrong nothing wrong with two ophidians in a row amazing so it goes yeah definitely um oh someone okay. asked me if um someone asked me who i'd like to do a collab with actually yeah um I actually don't know, but the, well, I think most of the people I like to do with collabs, uh, I'd like to do collabs with, are probably not in the in our scene. Um, some guys like a Rigtoe, I don't know if you know him. He does right. some amazing stuff. Um, uh, he did a release on Noises uh, label uh, that was absolutely fantastic, really nice kind of weird classical stuff. Um, Alan Itletech, um his He's new really album, good. yeah, his new stuff's fantastic, incredible. I love to do some stuff with him. It used to be good years ago. Yeah, he did a self-released EP on Bandcamp last month. Um, there's a track called Seraph on it, which is incredible. It's amazing. Sounds sounds like Blade Runner 2049. Amazing. It's just fantastic. So, yeah, people like that. Um, they want to do a collab. My first album, I wanted to do a track with Tommy Broken Note, and there was supposed to be a track with him on it. Um, but it, he's just so slow, honest to God. I did all the other collabs on that first album I did in, like, a couple of weeks. They just you know ping pong with uh with everybody and just tunes were done um three months later i don't think tommy had got out of bed so it just took forever <laughs> so we so we sacked sacked that one off um yeah but yeah there is um, that about him. <laughs> yeah um and you know some some of the people i wouldn't mind doing collabs with that well um like line wax i did i was supposed to do a line wax collab for my first album as well but mm. eventually we got that kind of done for for uh for his album earlier in the year which was really nice came out really nice awesome. interesting uh combination of snares and uh more snares <laughs> snare fest snares. Okay. um one more and then we go into some more lenny d so nice not number 11 we have Tripped under test, hardcore to the penis, XL. Remix of XL. the original. Um, yeah, it's an XL, XL penis. The original was uh, 175, I think. Um, and this is a 200. So, yeah, enjoy. Enjoy. 
Skin himself and Daniel. Indeed. <laughs> awesome release. I can't imagine how they even get anything done when they're in the studio, those two. I know. It must just be like, just dick <laughs> stuff. Just dick yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. All, all day. Yeah, so they they managed to push that to 200 without losing the, the definition of it. It actually sounds very similar. So, good yeah, work, guys. Chunky as fuck, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a few people in the chat are asking me about uh, this Flowers, flowers of Intelligence yeah. thing. Um, so it might be a good segue before Lenny, actually. So I've been working on a Flowers of Intelligence remix for... Five years? At least at least five years, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, yeah, the Positive Outlook remix took me six years, I think. Um, and that's not, you know, constantly working on it, but, you know, every now and again you have a go at it. But yeah. Flowers is... It's such a iconic tune that it's you've got to get it absolutely perfect, and and I've, I'm still not happy with it. I dropped it every now and again. I drop drop like the latest version to see how it's going, as long as it isn't getting recorded anywhere. Yeah. So I played it in Japan with um, when you and uh, Vonda and that were there. Tour, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I played it to the last. Was it the last Prospect when I played back to back with Luke at uh, Prospect XL at Christmas, and that was after Lenny actually. 
Um, and I asked Lenny if he'd mind me playing it, you know, if it, you know if he had any problems with it. And uh, he was he was like, "Want it here?" And I played it, and he dropped his shit everywhere. He got so excited, and then, <laughs> really? and then he was on at me for ages about being, getting this remix to over, over to him. But it's it's still not quite there. Um, and I, I'm still chipping away. I was working on it last week, so um, yeah, maybe another five years I'll be done. But um, yeah, it's 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 a you know when you when you're trying to remix something that iconic, it's it's got to be you know top shelf. Yeah. It, it just can't be anything less. So Agreed. one day. Awesome. Okay, well, everyone enjoyed that. We're 10 tracks in, and I think it's safe to say everyone's been fucking brilliant, actually. Um, yeah, it's been awesome. We've got a quick hello from our buddy Death Machine, and then we're going to go into Lenny D Part 2. So get yourself a beer, guys. Settle down, settle in. Story settle time. down, settle down. Settle down. <laughs> Story time's <laughs> coming with Lenny. <laughs> Um, more amazing stories, I'm sure, um, and some cool music. Um, but before that, a little ho from Death Machine. So see you soon. Well, a little ho? Did a you just say a little ho? ho. <laughs> no. You said a little, a little oh ho. My God, I hope not. I <laughs> right, <laughs> just play the video, dude. Fuck off. <laughs> hey guys, Death Machine here. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I know 2020 has been shit and we're going to be glad to see the back of it. So let's look forward to next year and hopefully we can all get together. Another thing I want to announce for next year is I will be releasing my second album, which I've been working on for a while now and uh, it's nearly done. So um, yeah, keep your eyes open for that. Uh, there'll be more news at some point. Anyway, stay safe, stay strong and I'll see you soon, hopefully. My cat's uh, wanting me to get back to the tracks because he likes the vibrations and he goes to sleep. <laughs> this fucking cat with his big ears, you play hard music and he just sits there. My my wife comes in the studio and she goes, what the fuck is he sitting there? Can't he take his lap? I don't know. I think he enjoys the... He sits right where the, where the speakers would come in, you yeah. know, so... Yeah, he's definitely into. I, I, you know, he's more into hard techno than he is the hardcore. I, I do have to say, when I'm this hard techno track I'm working on, he's yeah. He <laughs> yeah, that was the first record on the yeah, first. Yeah, it was honor to release that record because it was a monumental record because it it changed the tempo of of all the tracks. It made it faster. Yeah. It, and these hardcore elements, which were never actually, they were they were in rave records prior and in Belgian records, but only in different contexts. And then the evilness and the distortion of everything, I mean, it was truly the, the first hardcore record. Because then after that, then there was the Euro Masters and a few other things that took the same approach, but then even took on it even further, you know what I mean? And started using different elements. And then it sort of meshed all back into these heavy rave records with the big synths and the mentasms carrying in with bigger kicks. And and then techno itself was touched by it. And then this hard techno started to devise from it all, which was also stemmed from some of the raves. So, so Mescalum United, while all keeping a groove, which made it 
kind of techno. So the, the record was this thing, you know? Uh, I'm just happy to have been one of the, you know, the first ones to get that sucker out. And, you know, Mark Cotterfane deserves all the credit for that, you know? Because it was re released on, uh, you know, RNS later on with Apex Twin remixes. And, and it's only kind of till now that Mark is getting credit for things that, man, that motherfucker was, was kicking ass on. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. even me, we were we were the underdogs of shit. You know, once I started getting into the hard stuff, you know, it, it, it was just like, I was like, hey, man, I'm still the same producer. I can do other things. And I was always doing that. And then I started the label. This the label. I said, well, I'm going to give producers a chance that I never got. Yeah, I'm going to go seek out this music because I am truly the most international motherfucker. I, I got mocked. I, I got, there was no internet like, hey, let me do this and cell phone. Man, I met the producers. They came to see me. I got cassettes. I found out when other guys I, I was hearing about were playing. Like, yeah. you know, so Industrial Strength became this international, you know, where Manu, uh, Rob G, fucking, you know, DJ Paul, Carl Cox, uh, Laurent Garnier, Daft Punk, fucking, man, just keep on going. And these aren't even hardcore names, you know, and yeah. they're all the art guys, you know, Nazenblut and DOA, fuck. You know, I mean, Oliver Chesler, John Selway, Tronica, I, I mean, Unexist, Lansing. Well, yeah, it's, it's become it's one of the greatest, yeah. become one of the greatest labels of all time, certainly uh, to my opinion. Uh, still running. This yeah, well, you've had like, what, 400 releases now or something? Oh, man, it's up there. Yeah, it's totally up there. Like I tried to look on Discogs and I just, I, I was just like, oh. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah uh, for me that I've been involved with is, is definitely over, over 900. Um, you know, because you know, if if that thing is is following and finding things, which I haven't really tried to update any of that shit. There's so many more because I've done session work. For, yeah, fuck, I think it's. I mean, look, you got to remember, like there was a there was when I wanted to be a record producer. See, when I became the label, Renat told me straight out, he's like, "You're gonna have to make a sacrifice." <laughs> I sacrifice my artistry to do it, really, and give whatever money I was getting to further this music because I I felt and still feel but maybe not I don't know about now but that was the end of the line you gotta remember I started from disco rock before that 50s music then I started getting into what was the originating of house techno trance drum and bass breaks then whatever the fuck you want to call any of that shit and till I wound up with this hard electronic sound that's why I started the label hard electronic because I just think now I just want to have some fun and see about some other kinds of, yeah. of electronic music. Did, you, did you ever think it was going to be like as big as it's become? Like when you first started, like, yes. well, how did you, yeah. Oh, I definitely did. The only thing I tell you, I, I think it didn't get as big as I wanted it to be. <laughs> There's still time. You know, because America is the sleeping dragon. You, you, you know, yeah. uh, there's something to be said, right? Because like even in Europe, you know, where it's going now is okay promoters the same thing with all music you know the is the the music itself hasn't reached the market that can digest lots of things and that's here you know yeah because heavy metal dark metal fucking rock music hey you all that shit punk but that's huge here man don't even question the size of that 
fucking market here. Yeah. It's it's massive. And if something could cross, and my mission when I worked with Earache and when I worked uh, with Roadrunner and, and and all these metal bands and uh, and mixes for some punk records and things that I've done. Uh, and you know, trying to cross it here was the thing, and I actually succeeded. Uh, we sold like, I don't know, man, like 50, 60,000 CDs here for a record that was bigger selling than uh, your uh, those big, you know, those compilations back in the day, uh, those house ones that they had on British TV. Sorry, wait, just, 50 or 60,000 CDs of which which release? IFS is uh, number one. Woo, which, that's, that's big. Which, and what happened yeah. was, that was only in America. Europe was more. So yeah. what happened was, I was like, okay, I need to get this music. And I started getting in touch with rock guys only to find out that they hated us and hated <laughs> electronic music and wanted nothing with this. I went to the biggest distributor that actually sold the CD and begged them to make us part of their thing to say, hey, Give me the shot. What else do I have to prove? And then they were saying to me, well, it's the other label and they did this and this and this. And I said, well, look, I, that doesn't mean I can't, you know. Uh, and then I, I then realized that I couldn't take on America alone. And unlike my counterparts in Europe, the scene, the music was getting bigger and money and investment started going into where the European guys was because, you know, there was something there. Here was kind of like wow. So I had to revamp everything over over time, and I'm like I'm I'm a survivor. I'm a sticker and a mover, and it's kind of the hardcore keeps you fucking keeps you going. The label. Do you have a favorite track on the label, or something that's super memorable, or or I don't know, some cool anecdote about something that happened in making a, a good track that will stay with you forever, or or something like this? Is there? Is there, there there's so many of them because like back in the day, I mean. I was like the exact, well, because it's old school, I was like the executive producer. And what that meant, because, you know, you don't get credits on anything now if you mix, edit, artwork, nothing, you know, it's yeah. the internet. You're lucky if you get a fucking JPEG, right? <laughs> with, with, with something that you can actually see that's not like this big. Right? <laughs> so, um, so, so basically, what, what that meant was I had the best studio out of the lot, I had young electronic music producers. So I had to oversee pretty much everything, you know? Uh, some of the guys would just deliver shit, picking mixes, tweaking shit out, you know, A&Ring, getting it edited, whatever the, the task may be. So I was involved with that, with pretty much every single record. In fact, pretty much every single record. And my mission was checking out everything on other countries because like people laughed at me, go, "Oh, why would you release that uh, that record? Make make this label and do these this uh, this record? Uh, what is it? Uh, Burn City Hardcore? All like Manu. Everybody used to laugh at me. What are you uh, fucking great? Yeah, go to fucking Switzerland. Marco Benucci's kicking the fucking ass of the people. <laughs> and I said, well, this is the vibe of what's going on here in Switzerland. Then when I would go to New Zealand, I would get, you know. Step of, uh, you know, whoever was there, or if I go to Australia, or, you know, so I took all the sounds and just went, yeah. you know, sort of yeah. like what I was playing, because to me, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go to the store and buy a Hawkeye record. It's like, no, this is a Hawkeye track. This is a Hawkeye track. And I had to make a set 
and then start to make the records. And yeah. then with Mark and everybody kicking shit off, and then it just started to happen. And funny enough, it, it really connected in Holland uh, as well. And well, now it's kind of like that's it really at the moment uh, in terms of the hardcore capital. Like I guess you know, mm. I, I don't know. I play in other countries. I don't really follow so many scenes. So for me, it's probably I, I don't you know. It just seems like that's where the action's happening. You know? Let's talk about this. is This is probably one of my favorite eras for for you and industrial strength. Let's talk about the nineties. Right, uh, because this is this was your golden era, right? So you got like yeah. you got yes. uh, all of these DJ awards, uh, DJ first hardcore DJ in uh, the DJ my top 100, which has since become you know let's be honest quite a laughable uh, chart. But back in the day, it really meant something, right? So to to get that, that was really impressive. And then you've got number one hard DJ, and then some worldwide techno DJ accolades in the 90s. Well, not only that, industrial strength from... Now I'm going to start talking specifically about hardcore here because that's what I'm a big fan of. you got, like, you released fucking Hostile, uh, Nazim Bluton, 100% No Soul Guaranteed, Forgotten Moments, New York City Speed Core. Um, on a personal level, you got a track released on uh, Grand Theft Auto. And that's, well, that's not 90s, that was a bit later, but... Later. Through this, through, yeah, through, through, through this period, the, the 90s was just like... Oh my god! And I, I've only just touched the surface there, right? I could, yeah, totally. I could, I could dig deeper, but they were the big, the, big, the, the, the headliners, like the hot, yeah. other things as well. Yeah, you know, Doctor Macabre doing his Hunter project. Yeah, and, it was big time know, for hardcore. So we had, you know, man, we even had Carl Cox jumping in on the craziness too. And then you start going to some of our Australian guys and stuff that I was finding from Japan and all the. You know, like every release, I think that's what made it special. Where the, my European counterparts were focused on style, yeah, and I was just focused on hard overall. So I, I got to explore speedcore, breakcore, you know, at heavy hard acid, fucking extreme, fucking low bit shit fucking hard techno you know industrial experimental yeah. ambience fucking tr even trance ist some of that shit you know i think back i was like you know i didn't hear it as trance but yeah maybe these first releases were a little bit man i was taking yeah. too much fucking acid in the 90s which i definitely was definitely taking part of the ecstasy uh summer of love kind of oh, vibe. No judgment here man I, I, i'd be a hypocrite <laughs> i would say hippie i had long hair tied up t-shirts I was always a little scruffy guy in the studio working the longest hours. I was the first one in, last one the fuck out. And then I went right from the studio to the parties, you yeah. know, taking, woo, kicking it, you know. But I found it quite impressive that you managed to build, like, such an eclectic label that appealed to, like, so many different people for different reasons. And, and again, I, I'm just, I'm picking out the, cherry picking the hardcore terror speedcore part. But to, to get like such a broad spectrum of that genre and representation, so impressive. Yeah. I mean, how did you m meet or or realize uh, Nazim Bluton, for example? What, how uh, did that come I'll about? You, I can tell you exactly how that happened. Um, I was supposed to DJ a party for uh, Jeff the Chef. I was already playing in Australia. I already played in Australia prior to that. And I went into uh, Central Station Record Shop in Sydney, 
which I go to every shop all the time anyway. So I was like, and I saw this record with a Mickey Mouse on it. It was one record, just caught my eye on the side. So picked it up. I put this shit on the fucking turntable. And I was like, what the fuck is this, man? <laughs> and I saw Newcastle, Australia with the phone number. And funny enough, I was like, okay, I'm gonna get these guys. Where the fuck did they come from? I don't know. I don't even know what this record was. I went to the to buy it, and the guy goes, "Oh, you, he goes, you, you want that?" He goes, uh, "We were thinking of giving it back or whatever." It's just, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I, I want it. I definitely want it." You know, I brought a, a couple other things. You know, it was nothing, but that was the thing. So I, I came back, and it turned out that Mark, when I looked at the actual party, because I never really look at looked at the part I was doing so many of them and so many crazy things and I looked at the party and there is Mazenblum on the the bill and I said oh, the same party that you were there to DJ at same party ah uh, okay uh, yeah I spoke to uh to Jeff the chef and I said look I says I, I wanna I wanna meet this kid I says you have to set this up tell him I don't don't I will get there early I will get there whatever I want to know what's going on I want to release this shit in in, in America Let's let's get this going. And um, I seen him play. I was interested. I was into it. Spoke to him. I said, "Look, I love everything. I don't want to change a damn thing." And then we started to. I branded them. The idea was, I want to see that bloody fist logo, which was probably the best thing they let me fucking do. Yeah. Uh, and then it just became this legend. The same with DOA. You know, uh, if I show you the cassette that Sal gave me. What did I hear in there? Because I was asked this prior, like somebody asked me, he goes, how do you hear to know, you know? And like, Salmonet, if I find that cassette and you heard what it would be like, you would just maybe throw it away. But what I heard was programming. Wow, aggression. I understood the process of making it. I was in the trench with these guys. So I tried to help them facilitate to get me records because it wasn't like I can go and say, hey, I'm going to get 50 demos today because I'm on the, you know, hard tunes. and this. No, there was none of that, you know. So if you wanted to get a record and pay for the record, distribute the record, it was a lot of commitment to these records, you know. Yeah. It wasn't like, ah, yeah, like I'll put a digital release out on my label and take a chance. If I took a chance, you know, there was always a financial loss to, to, to tie to it, you know. Yeah. It wasn't. And I didn't care about that. So, you know, when you got someone who doesn't care about that, and I had solid deals and my distribution and everybody believed in me because I had prior to be done a hit maker, I have I had this label, I had this foresight. So my distributor just said, All right, just here's the, 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 the checkbook and let's just, you know, sell records. And I realized from working at Northcott and being a staff producer, making countless amounts of records I was making like four records a month at my high point. Let's talk about the the vinyl to digital age because we kind of sped up in our timeline a little bit. How did that affect you? Uh, how did you change your approach? You know, it was obviously it. It's well documented that this was a destructive force across the board for the whole music industry. What did uh, what did it mean for hardcore? And how did you how did you deal with it? How did you compensate for that? What what steps did you take? actually was asked this question on a panel uh, at a music school uh, outside of Bristol and 
tell you, I seen it coming. I had entered into, I took a pause for industrial strength like the year or so prior uh, to really figure out what what was going to happen. I was owed money and this, you know, the, the typical label thing. So I said, all right, how do I, and all my counterparts were going under distributors, uh, compilation companies, it was hitting the fan. I mean, it wasn't like I was broke, but the label was hitting, was going to hit hard time. So I said, okay, let me take a step back uh, on the business end. I kind of went after any loose money that was out there. So I did an internal shakeup of the company. I was still DJing, but I had said, all right, and still doing licensing, but I was saying, all right, I gotta fix the internals because this wave that's coming is gonna be coming and it's washing out everybody around me that are in much better positions, yeah. you know? So what I started to see about the internet, and then I saw looking at the websites and I said, you know something? This is gonna be a volume business. Because when someone who enters into a distribution deal with me talks about content in files, it's not about what I release, it's how much I release, how I infiltrate the websites. So what I did was I closed out any uh, vinyl old accounts, everything that was back ordered, done, did some quick sales of the back catalog, that's when Julie got on board. Uh, and she sold out any of the back catalogs to any distributors that would take them. Uh, and what I did was, I started a relentless push on the internet. I realized that every week, new products come out. So instead of being traditional, like all my other counterparts are doing, I actually looked at what was in front of me and actually said, okay, well, this is the format. This is the box I'm going to be in. No use crying about it let's get it going i just need to find mastering engineers and graphic guys that's now the new problem because this stuff i don't need uh pressing this that dee, 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 dee. promotion was still kind of unknown in a lot of ways uh and that's how i did it i started industrial strength europe slightly prior to that to get a feel for europe and what I could do there before this digital onslaught. Uh, and that didn't really work out too well because uh, we were in Italy, I didn't speak Italian, you know, I wasn't used to the work ethic there. And I realized that, you know, the record business is, is even is even gonna get hit here. It's just not ready yet, but in the next months. And, yeah. it, and it did, right after that, uh, it all started hitting the, hitting the fan. You know, it, it is what it is, you know. Now I kind of feel what what that's what people have lost is a better hand-picked selection of tracks from a label. I'm not yeah. saying that it's bad. I mean, most labels now they function in different ways. It's a lot easier to make mistakes when you don't have to pay for it. You know, yeah. it's you can oversaturate market, which is what I was doing uh, because I was reading the websites. Um, and then as a secondary course of action. I jumped into sample packs at the right time. I had made sample pack for eMagic. It was the biggest selling sample pack for their whole company. We sold like 20,000, 17,000, whatever it was. It was to teach kids how to make music. 
and create samples. I actually did it with the guy I wrote Forgotten Moments with. And so once, and I had a little bit of a light bulb moment. I said, you know, we're in a good position. We've conquered all our, our legal battles. Uh, we've paying, paid off all the art, artists, the outgoing money when the company had the slowdown, which was the main goal. Uh, and a lot of people were shocked by that. Even Manu, he's like, man, he goes, I don't know anyone that could dive into the toilet and then fucking take their hand and pull them out with one stroke. He goes, yeah. <laughs> he goes Lenny, he goes, he goes, even though the label had his difficulties in this, he goes, you know, it takes a, it takes a man with a big cock and a bigger set of balls. <laughs> Manu has and, such an amazing yeah, way uh, with words. I'm <laughs> You know, the music business hit hard. I wasn't like, uh, I wasn't like shielded by it anyway. But what I did was I did the, the, the thing and then I just rebuilt it via the digital and then the sample packs and the sample packs. I took the same, uh, I, I left, left the label to, to my partner, Jules, to actually do more of the, more of the, more of the day to day, the day to day and all that stuff while I took on doing this sample pack business because I felt when I had my studio destroyed along the way via a fire and a flood with like 9,000 liters of water going in there, uh, yeah, you can imagine swimming around is my fucking 909, right? And all my records, oh, it was a disaster. So when I got my digital studio, because I figured that was the way to go, you know, I'm always one to jump on the technology, especially at that time. And then I was like, what do I do with this? Where's my fucking, where's my sense? Where? <laughs> light bulb moment wow i made that stupid software sample pack which i didn't really think much of why don't i do get the company to do this because this is what we can do and maybe supplement and get guys to do this from there we started a, a, down a path that i am absolutely extremely happy about like my counterparts bless their souls have all started booking agencies and followed the party industrial strength you know it's always been about forwarding things and i can't think about anything more than bringing proper fucking electronic sounds into producers hands and let them take it over you know we just didn't want to handle bookings that are all based in other countries you know so yeah. our choice was let's publish let's handle music let's have great relationships with artists let's dive into creativity with these sounds and let's see where it leads. And you know, we're one of the top sample pack makers on Loopmasters. We've had number one packs, packs in Ableton Live, all kinds of stuff. So I'm, I'm pretty proud where yes. we've gotten in the last and 10 years. So with this, this feverish looking at the future and looking at what's in front of me at that time, I think a lot of my other counterparts were focused on what is really happening now. So, you know, industrial strength has also been you know, it's a place for a lot of things. So to me, industrial strength has not been about, oh, you have to make a sound like me because I've been producing hits for blah, 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 blah. No, you make it sound like you. Touch me with something. I was going to ask you about this, actually. You know, a lot of your releases, your your own releases, have been uh, collaborations. What, yeah. What is it that, that draws you towards collaborating with people? Is wow. It... Uh, you know, I was hoping someone would ever ask me this question. <laughs> Because look, I grew up at a time making records where if you wanted to make a record, and I'm not talking a track, I'm talking a record, you needed other people. So feeding on energy from a person has not only been my strong point, it actually sets me back to where my traditional production roots, you know, I'm a producer, I'm not a musician. 
the collaboration is what sparks for me the excitement. I've been doing remixes lately for Hard Electronic and some other uh, other little French labels and things like that um, by myself. I don't need any anybody for that. But I prefer to work with other people. I've I always have. I've created such memorable and sometimes really shitty. Uh, <laughs> tell me, tell me. I'm, I'm not shooting my flute. <laughs> so, uh, and you know, but that's part of the process. You know, it's my body of work. Yeah. And when you look at it, you know, even working, you know, there's a, I have to say about being an engineer and being a producer and, and being a musician that wants to accomplish loads of different styles you kind of got to know where you're what you're good at what you're not and i make no mistake about it i don't believe my own hype i'm only as good as my last track and i i have a, a work ethic like a fucking rhino in heat you know the thing is i could do the vocals and here's the funny story about that i've been doing vocals on track since the 80s you were called lenny the the vokes d right well you know <laughs> I, I saw that I always wanted to record, right? So, I got a mic, but who am I going to record? No one's going to come sing in my mother's fucking basement, and all these fucking tracks needed a concept, because back in the day, it was like, all right, what do you call this fucking thing, you know? Without somebody in a club hearing, you know, some kind of magical sound, or like, you know, that's why the Deep House, all those early Chicago records, is like, find a way, whatever. <laughs> You know, you'd know what the instrumental is when it's going boom, 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 you know. So yeah. you had these little gimmicky catches. So so in order to record better and learn how to be a better recordist, and I actually did a lot of old things like with Frankie Bones where we were doing all the vocals. So I had to record it. And, you know, it started with Ralphie D, Bamboo. And then it started with the other thing, It's All In Your Mind. And I did all these other little weird things. And... It just happened that we were in a, I don't know where the fuck I was, and it was a hardcore record, and it was Marco Cotapane, I think, because we were really pissed off about May Day and all this stuff that had happened on the show, and I had a real heavy hardcore guy, uh, my friend that I grew up with that actually got me to do fucking Hostile, uh, uh, who was really hard, he's in prison in and out, but at that time I took him to Europe to give him some ecstasy and try to chill him out, but it didn't work. <laughs> And then we would, then we created the Leathernecks. So, Lenny D, forgotten moments. You did the drums. Somebody else made them sound so, better. Then we all put it all together, and we put it in the blender, and then we hit play. And then you got actually a very funny story about this. Nobody liked this record. Tell me after the record.
What up, Oblivion Crew? Chaos Engine in the building. I just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. It's been a shit year, but we got through it. Uh, I've been super busy in the studio writing all kinds of new tracks. Uh, it's coming out in 2021. And uh, stay tuned, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Peace! Yo, we're back. We are back. How good was that again, man? Yeah, he's a legend, isn't he? Absolutely you can just listen awesome. to him, listen to him tell those stories forever. Exactly, like the stuff with like Naz and Bluton and all that. Like, just yeah, yeah. When I was interviewing him, you know, I couldn't believe how good the content was. I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to remember that this interview was originally two and a half hours, maybe three hours long. We had to edit it down because it was a lot of yeah, sideways yeah. stuff. But just gold, just absolute yeah. gold. I think everybody. Yeah. Everybody in the chat is absolutely loving it. Um, yeah, there's a few people you could you could listen to chat like that for hours, and like Luke producer and and yeah. Lenny and guys like that. Just yeah, you could just listen, sit and listen to him forever, couldn't you? It's just like, mm, tell me another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you want to make your sit off, don't you? Like, yeah, yeah. come back to come back to ours. Just sit yeah. in this corner yeah, and tell a story. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's some shit. Um, everybody in the chat is loving it. Um, people are staying locked, so thank you for staying in, in guys. And I'm glad you enjoy it so much. Um, yeah, awesome. Um, shall we get on to top 10? Top is it top 10? Oh, it is top 10 already. Wow, top 10 time. Okay, um, yeah, let's get on to it. So, first up in our top 10 is. It's you. <gasps> it's Greg Dolphin. Heavy hitter. <laughs> Heavy hitter. Hey, well, I'm surprised it's taken so long for one of your tracks to come up, to be honest. Well, it's going to be all said of now, isn't it? <laughs> 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 Fucking hell, don't get this chat started. <laughs> I said that on the last stream, didn't I? Or was it in the after party? I can't remember because we had a two hour after party as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to play it. Tell us about it after. Let's go. Dolphin, right. heavy hitter, hebs and flows, prospect, go. Damn with a brick. Him with a bat, 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 Hit with a bat, slashing him quick I ain't on top when I hit him with a brick Hit him with a bat, hit him with a brick Hit him with a bat, hit him with a brick Hit him with a bat, hit him with a brick Hit him with a bat, hit him with a brick Hit him with a bat, 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 bat,
Big tune. Big uh, tune. Someone said in the chat, um, it's cool how you managed to use the vocal hook throughout the whole track and it doesn't get boring nor feel like it oversaturates. Well, that's, that's lucky. kind of what they said. I embellished it a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> it's gone yeah. from my view, so I can't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, someone else asked me if I um, paid Ocean Wisdom for the sample. No, Ocean Wisdom paid me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, someone wrote. Someone wrote. When is Crossbreed going to die? Bleedient. Is that is that you would like it to die, or is that yo Crossbreed for life? <laughs> Let me know. Is, is that is that Crossbreed? That's not Crossbreed, is it? I have no idea. Two hundred BPM. Uh, yeah, well, it's got a snare in it, industrial. so it must be Crossbreed. It's got a snare. Yeah, it must oh, be the, the, the clangy snare. snare yeah. Oh. That's my, my New Year's resolution is going to be no more clangy snares in no, twenty twenty one. I unsubscribe from this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, everyone like it. Everyone loves it. Um, great stuff. Good one, Greg. Cheers, man. Cheers, Dave. Let's do number nine. Um, let's do number nine. Um, ooh. Ooh. Prototypes and Berserk back in the charts again. Lock and Berserk. load. Berserk. 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 How do you pronounce it, dude? I'm presuming it means A-E. It's got, it's got the dots over the A. That means so, A-E, yeah. though, right? So it's Berserk. Yeah, Berserk. 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 Um, lock and load. I played this one in my last live stream after seeing it in the poll again. So it proves that it's good for finding new music. All right, let's go. Cool.
Yo, we're back. Uh, good, good work getting into the top ten, guys. Fucking awesome. I'm laughing yeah. because almost perfectly on cue, we say crossbreed is dying because someone said it, and <laughs> Noel appears like he's been resurrected. Like, who said crossbreed is? <laughs> he, he was just lurking in the shadows. He's he waiting for the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Noel, you okay, man? Shout out, bro. <laughs> Go and find the guy and kill him. Um, <laughs> um, good one again to uh, Berserk. 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 I'm sure it's Berserk. It must be. And prototypes. Yeah. Second track in the top 20 and first track in the top 10. So awesome. Again, another dance floor slammer. People in the chat saying, oh, who voted for this? Guys, it's a, it's a poll. That's the point. If you don't like it, don't vote for it. Encourage other people to vote for what you like, I guess. It's, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good stuff. What are you drinking? I'm drinking um, Gudan Kularus Triple. It's from... The, nice. Uh, well pronounced. Yeah, uh, Carolus, Carolus Triple. It's from the brewery around the corner. I got some tokens, 300 euros of tokens from work for wow. use at um, places of cultural significance. And it turns out that there's a, a museum which has a brewery attached to it around the corner. So it's spent <laughs> all on beer. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Great um, idea. I'm still on uh, des- I'm on Mojito Desperados now. Oh, nice. Um, so Very I put nice. in the chat before, if we get 100 likes, then we'll do shots, I guess, of tequila. Makes sense. Um, so we've got 90. So 10 more shots, 10 more likes, then shots. 10 more shots and you have a like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go on cool. to the next. Number eight. Um, number eight in the Act. poll is... Aphidian and Ooh. Penta with This World. Great track. Right, I'm just going to get yeah. straight into this because it's, it's lovely. Props, Aaron. Yeah, nice one, Aaron. Well-deserved, man. Look at this world. This
beautiful track. Yeah, man. Really captured both artists there. Yeah, really, really nice stuff. Melodic, it's got Ophidian's vibes. It's got, um, yeah, Aaron's like awesome kicks and everything. Yeah, it's, it's a great track all around, isn't it? Well deserved in the top 10. Definitely. Uh, Aaron was in the chat before. I don't know if he's disappeared, but yo, Aaron, you made the top 10, bro. <laughs> Hey. Hopefully he comes back. He's probably laying in the sofa, to be honest. Um, oh, oh, 95. 95. I've got my tequila, Greg, just in case. you know. I haven't got any tequila. I'll find I've got, I've got a whole tequila you cupboard of... I drank it all, didn't I? That's why I was so drunk. Man, <laughs> That's I was why you were so puking. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, on, don't... Go and fetch oh, some, because we're going to hit 100 likes in no time, I'm sure. Do after, I'll do it when this track's playing. Yeah. Okay. I will. Okay. Um... Yeah, everybody yep. is. Uh, everybody's loving the track. I'm not going to stop. So next up, we have got at number seven, KRTM, Man with a Knife. Ooh. Let's get what into tune? this tune. Let's go. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Casimir's just <clears throat> got that artist genius thing going on, right? Yeah. He's amazing. He is. Big Hoovers. <clears throat> Everything's got that huge, big fuck off rave sound, doesn't it? It's just, it sounds yeah. fantastic. It clubs and that, doesn't it? It's so good. 
Um, I just want to say a shout to uh, Robert Mo. Um, he's leaving our moderator in the chat because he's not very well. Hey, thanks, Robert, and thanks for all your help with everything with the stream tonight. Respect to you, man. Sleep tight, bro. Cool. Thanks, man. Um, so, yeah, KOTM, Man With Knife. He's got a couple, few tracks called Man With Something, like yeah. uh, Man With Gun. And man, yeah, I wonder what the theme. story is behind that. I know. I'll ask him. I'll find out. Yeah. Okay, so that is 10, seven. 9, 8, 7. That means we've got one more left, and then we get to the top five. Ooh, exciting. Mm -hmm. Oh, and three more likes till shots. So if we can get Four. three more likes in the next track, then we'll start drinking <laughs> properly, right? Shots, yeah. <laughs> I've got my shot ready. Okay. Um, up at number six, it six. is... Somniac one, kill everyone. Death machine. Whoa, what a beast. Let's get what in. A beast. We got one hundred, by the way. One hundred. Absolute monster. 
What a killer. Yeah. What a killer. Absolute killer. Steph, I don't know why Steph's not here tonight, by the way. He, sh he was in the chat gonna... before, I think. Oh, was he? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Noel didn't miss the opportunity to come in. By the way, this Death Machine <laughs> remix is Cosmoon. <laughs> Classic Noel. <laughs> golf, golf clap. Golf clap, indeed. So that that is the the fifteen, and then we've got wow. five left. Yeah, yeah, five yeah. Big tracks left to play. Um, we've got two shots first. Oh yeah, we have. Thanks. So, Who, by the way, whoever was teasing on the 100 and then put, taking it off and putting it to 99 and then 100 <laughs> again, fuck you. <laughs> right, so um, what are you drinking, Greg? So that's a good question, Joe, because I'm going to tequila, but I got some of this Amaretto uh, oh, Velvet for, Amaretto? for Christmas Isn't that like and Kahlua. So yes, gonna... 20% plus 20% in one shot <laughs> is 40%. Fuck? That's bullshit, man. You need to have two delicious, shots. right? There you go. Um, Here's I've my got... shot. Hold on, hold on. I've got I'm waiting. proper I'm waiting. tequila this time. Last time I was a bit embarrassed that I didn't get a good tequila. So I spent nice. 40 euros on a proper bottle of mezcal tequila Ooh. input. So... Has, it got, has it got worm in it? No. No. Do, do you remember that sit-off? Were you at the sit-off with... Um... Scorpio was in it. I'm sure Dino and Antones were definitely there and a few others. And um, we drank a bottle of tequila and whoever got the last swig had to drink the worm. Yeah. That was pretty gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to do that you all were, the time, yeah. Were you there? I wasn't there, but I have had a few a few worm experiences. Mm. <laughs> Does happen, right? Yeah. All right, cheers, guys. I've got a lovely uh, cool. skull. Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Respect. Get yourself a drink. That's fucking lecker. Oh. See, look at the difference. You're like, oh, the pain. I'm like, that's down, delicious. Kind of, it went up my nose while I swallowed it. That was really, it was really nice, good. though. You should have another one. Wow. Go. I will have another one. <coughs> Treat yourself. Okay. Cheers. Oh, I need to swig my beer after that. <laughs> so, we have done. Oh, Steph's oh. just turned up. Oh, hi, Steph. Thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for popping in, Steph. <laughs> the track's just been played. Yeah. You were sixth. Yeah, you got nine, number 99. <clears throat> it was um, close. So, I'm just trying to remember where we are. So, um, buh, 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 buh. okay. Lenny. So, uh, we're going to go to Lenny, but we're going to have a little hello from somebody who's pretty much just been played. Let's do that. And then we're going to go into Lenny. So, 15, 20 minutes more of Lenny, and then we'll get to the final five. All right, guys. Peace. Ooh, exciting. Peace. Hey, guys. Uh, I just wanted to wish you all a happy new year. Um, hope everyone's doing fine, and uh, I wish you all the best for next year. See you guys. Okay, so, yeah, that was Forgotten Moments. The track. Yeah, good track, right? I wonder who did that. <laughs> I don't know. So, so, is that one of the moments that you forgot, or what? Yeah, it was when I was exploring, because I did the Dreamer prior, um, and, like, we just released a, a remix of, of the Forgotten Moments uh, classical with Vitali and Mariana, which I thought was, you know, I only released it because I really felt like, wow, I've always wanted to have that sort of in that way. Because Steve Gibbs, who I who I did it with, he's classically trained, really. So, like, The Dreamer, when I did that EP, 
I touched on it took me a long time to, to get the parts and I also worked with a few other guys that were in-house in industrial strength uh, to get more synths and to just like step away from the what was happening in the hardcore and the techno and everything else yeah. and you know it wasn't even because trance was popular because I don't even think that was really it, it was just more of an emotional thing I had gone through a lot uh, as a person and I just said you know I, I just want to make records like I, I want to make. Uh, make a, I want to try to make something more. And everybody kind of got the Dreamer, but nobody actually got the other tracks. And I thought the other tracks, if you listen to them, they're, they're dancey, whatever, but they all got the, the melodies. I, I spent so much time on the melodies. Uh, it was incredible. And then, you know, even with the Forgotten Moments, nobody knows the other sides and all the other things, but that record was done in Australia, in Adelaide, in a bedroom. Then it was recorded in other places, and then everything was done in my studio in, uh, I think, in Brooklyn at the time. So, yeah, it was it was like a record. So it was like producing a record. And Steve was my roommate. So at the end of the day, and we just finished that sample pack I was telling you about. So we were on a roll. Yeah. He just got his keyboard shifted, and I was like, wow. And I, I had this beat and everything, and I was just like this, and I was like, he just did something. I was like, man, we just started, and that was it. <laughs> we designed every sound. I mean, it took us two weeks, a week, maybe more, to get that with the studio not being shut off. Yeah. Um, and I had done some other masterpieces that along the way that the the studio got completely shut off. I had made this this other, what was supposed to be the third one. And never came out because the the power went off in the in when I had my studio in the city, and this eleven and a half minute fucking masterpiece just all went. Oh shit! Oh yeah, it was bad. So I never really picked it up, and and nobody really got forgotten moments. I I thought it was a thought. I was a little upset. I said, you know, I, I thought it was something special. It wasn't like just a oh I'm gonna make a riff for the sake of making a riff. It's not the same gabber as... Oh, well, we got it. In in the UK, we fucking got it for sure. Yes. It it came after the fact. Like, here's what happened, you know? Like, we had moved industrial strength by then. I still had stock of the original press. Okay, right? It's crazy, right? And... I don't know. Julie and I started up with Industrial Strength Europe. We got back a little bit with the records. This is right when the digital was pooping around. All of a sudden, I get we get this little insurgence in our, our storage space. I have the stock from the company. You know, I just didn't have it in the office because we had downsized and I had so many records. And then we changed office again and then we had the whole basement and then I was accessed everything. And before you know it, this record starts to go, 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 go. And I sit there, I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then we kind of got Ophidian much later because yeah. after a while, I was like, if there's any one person I want to do this, it's him. After the butterfly. Oh, absolutely I, nailed I said, it. He, he gets it. Oh, he, shit, did he get it. You know, and he gave it that modern thing of now, but he took care of it. As of, it took him a very long time. Hmm. You know, even the classical version that's out, you don't maybe appreciate it for what it, because it's not this dance floor thing. The guys actually made the hard and the techno stuff after thinking maybe it's 
better because it's industrial strength, but the real classical one was the one. I didn't even care about the others. They wanted to do it. I thought, well, okay, I don't, I don't think anyone's gonna get it either way, but let's just go for it. Fuck it, we got the tracks, and I was so happy and pleased that they did because I might have some opportunities next year, I can't say, but to do some classical verse electronic, and that would nice. be a score that I could maybe re recompose it. But the record was a sleeper at first, and yeah, really the UK is the one that that got it more. Yeah. You can Rip. thank like producer Scorpio, Dolphin. They were the people that were hammering it out, and everyone was going crazy for it. And I guess Simon was probably the one that was selling oh, it for you. Definitely. Yeah. Simon, Rubik, uh, yeah. SPM, all the distributors uh, got that. And you know, we had enough of them that it actually worked out at the end. You know, uh, they just didn't have covers due to whatever over time. You, you know, but one and some were lost along the way of, of the catalog. So. We started readdressing. That, that's how we kind of got back into it, and I started to attack the digital, yeah. you know, because I realized, well, let me get rid of this. You know, I had to put a suit and tie on, I guess, you know, and Jules, with her background, is totally something totally different. It's banking, actually. So she managed to, you know, with her and me together, we, we got industrial strength past that really difficult dip, which most of the labels in our category did not, or even in other genres, didn't even go meet the, you know, get over the wall, basically. Yeah. So it was just about, you know, being smart and, you know, even with the sounds, you know, I'm, wow, I'm, I'm excited now all the time. And I'm excited when I get music for industrial, you know, I'm just making my time so I can, yeah, really do this, you know, do what I was doing before, but kind of unfolding it I'm, I'm bad on social media but i'm a fucking hustler so i'm, I'm banging out products all, all yeah. the time so well, not products things well, we talked, we talked to, yeah well we talked Look, about not rolling papers, <laughs> rolling papers yeah. you can get high with me right? <laughs> don't tempt me don't tempt me bro <laughs> It's organic, 100% <laughs> organic and ash free so when you burn it the only thing you're smoking is what's inside it and look it's really big, so you know what you should be putting inside it, right? <laughs> right so. And if you fucking DJ mix on the other side, moving with smoke technology. <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna have all kinds of things, but if you want to go analog, industrial strength R101. This is the first release after ISR100. So there's no record, there's no release. It's this. So okay, smoke. <laughs> with us so, <laughs> so i mean i guess th this brings us to like current day um the the branding the, the 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 products that you're producing you already talked about the the sample packs which has been uh i guess a, a dare i say a life save for the the label in a way yeah. is it a lifeline yeah. right I, i'm not denying it yeah I, I didn't think it would be it's just that i put the same work ethic in you yeah. know, and I treat the sound designers like when I started to do this, like the talk around the business, because I was just getting into it. I really have no idea how deep I, I could have went, uh, was like our sound designers artists and following like what Loopmasters is. Yeah, they are. And so are producers. And so so how the fuck do I do this? I got an edge, man. <laughs> Nobody's going to make the crazy shit that I'm going to make. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, wow, I could corner it. And I had BHK, which was 
the most legendary drum and bass packs for their time. It was when sample packs and drum and bass hit the bottom, techno hit the bottom, there were no hard anything that was worth anything. And I came in with a drum and bass designer uh, that set the pace for all the modern drum and bass you hear right now. Like those drums are all those infamous Skrillex drums. These are from yeah. our sample packs. Maybe not from the pack it found its way, but all these sounds were designed from from a guy and we did, I mean, out the box, you know, so I totally approached the, the sample pack label like, all right, I know what I could get to. Let me see what I got to do. Yeah. And I just used every bit of the shit I can. We got live percussion packs from some musician friends, stuff with flying the, uh, slide the family stone, the, you know, the bass player and fucking drummers and, you know, all kinds of electronic artists with next year. We're gonna work. I can tell you straight. We're gonna work with end user. I know that's gonna fuck everybody's head up. Shout to Lynn. Deva, Deva, devastating motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, man. Guys, weird boy. You know, you know. So we're not gonna go with the norm, though. I can't really say who, but you know, you know, Lynn and I, we're already underway with it. There's gonna be a few other amazing producers that that are current and modern. I don't have. Uh, like I said, you know, I want the, the packs to also be able to get all these styles and the new guys and maybe experienced guys. And we're going to run like, you know, lots of different things, mastering uh, packs where you can just open up and you got some signal chains. So I, I kind of feel I'm getting more buzz out of like making stuff for kids to make stuff and seeing their responses and well, like getting things from them like, hey, man, where did yeah. this come from? Well, you're being instrumental in uh, in and you're facilitating creativity. And this is yeah, amazing. I, you know, it's look, it's not like every pack makes a million bucks. It, it, does, it doesn't work like, it's performance based. You know, look, I, I released the, you know, you can release a harp sample pack. That doesn't mean you're gonna make fucking money selling harps. So, but, so even with the hard stuff we do this, you know, there, there's a limited amount of audience for this stuff, but as all the music techno, I mean, you know, we're we're involved in all these underground stuff. Our sample packs are unique. Um, you know, I do get stuff from sound designers, so I mix it up. So you get these really super HD ones and super typical ones, but they really fit the bill and the melodies and stuff are actually good. Uh, and they're well, and they're usable with all of these techno drone, you know, dark cinematic fucking blah, 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 you know. Uh, so there is, we, we, you know, it, it allows me to really expand and it's actually opened up my head, really. You know, yeah. this is why I made this record with Dave Rogers, you know, Delta 9, and it's like this, it's just kind of like, all right, let's just do a record, fuck it, like we used to. Didn't even care, I didn't even care who we listened, we didn't even listen to anything. We yeah. just did it. And I was like, wow, I don't know if anyone's going to get this shit, you know. Let's try and... We, we've been talking for ages, so let's. Oh, let's it's probably the longest interview in history. Well, no, no, it's fine. I, I would happily talk to you for ages. What we have to do some is fucked up, crazy questions. I was like, we'll, whoa. We will, we will bring you back on the show for uh, for some some more <laughs> for sure. But I'm going to run through some quick fire questions for you. Um, okay, most uh, the top three most influential people in your life. Uh, my wife, my dad, and my mom. Yeah. Let me ask you, let me ask you, if you had, um, any advice for, like, uh, DJs, for example, or producers, 
uh, in the modern day and age? What what would that advice be? First of all, for, okay, di- first like, of all for DJs. I, I know you're preoccupied with your social media. I, I understand its value. Don't get me wrong. But really don't lose sight of the reason why you do this. If it's really not the music, then this doesn't really apply to you. But if you're into this for the music, really, really hone in your skills. You should be able to play music on a CD player. You should be able, if you're making music, even if you don't write music, I don't, and I've produced over 900 records. You have to know what's in here and get it in there. If you need to learn a DAW to be productive in the studio, learn the fucking DAW. And so from that, advice for the scene in general, the hardcore scene, what would you, if you were to send, like, in, in, in like, two sentences, one sentence, let's say, advice for the scene in general. Uh, I, really know, ch- I know one sentence is difficult for you. <laughs> yeah, really, really check on the talent. Really oversee who's really a superstar. And, you know, don't lose focus of that. You know, creating products and things, it's all good. But, it, you know, just keep an eye on the new blood. And you know, if the if the scene is gonna stay alive, then it, it's got to be a pie that everybody can eat from. Yeah, I I thank you, Lenny, from the bottom of my heart for coming on here. I I see you as a, a legend. I see you as a you inspire me. Thank you for coming on the show. And I think it's fitting that we close with uh, Disciples of Annihilation, New York City Speedcore, which is one of my favorite tracks from your your label. Yes. Uh, it's a classical number, uh, so if you want to tap your feet, uh, you know, there'll be hors d'oeuvres at the bar later. Okay. Come on, have a check. Well, All people. Thank you, Lenny. All right, buddy. Respect. And we close. Ciao. Ciao.
I really enjoyed that interview, man. Wow, what an interview, man! Thanks. Wow, everyone in the chat mm. seems to like it as well. Um, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't saying it to you. It was saying it to Lenny. You, know? <laughs> you just said nice interview, Joe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you're watching Lenny or Jules, thank you very much. That really meant a lot to me. And um, yeah, proper fanboy stuff. So uh, thanks very much. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, nice track as well. Nice track to finish his uh, interview with. Yeah, and even a little dance. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, a good evening to Francis Tripped, who's finally joined the chat. Uh, Mr. Skeeter is in the house. In. Easy Skeets. Yeah, so um starting to feel a little bit drunk now, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure everybody in the chat's probably feeling it a little bit as well. I know Dean Devastator, so. he's been messaging me going, oh, it's your fault, I'm so wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think Nori wants us to do another shot. Oh, we need 110 likes for another shot. So if you want to try and get that up to 110 likes on the YouTube, then we'll definitely do more shots. And Greg's not doing a pussy Disserano shot this time. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> no. I've already made it. It's already. It's already. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. No peer pressure. <laughs> You've changed. <laughs> yep. Okay. Let's... Um, um, no, that's for your voice, lad. Gay. Okay, whatever. Right. So let's get into top five. Top five. Because I'm sure people don't want to want to sit here watching us be drunk. Um, yes, at yes, number do. five, it is the outside agency. More primitive. What tune? Big tune. The original was good. This one's up there with it. Let's go. the surface people hiding behind their bright colorful wrappings of bullshit hoping that it'll hide what they really are deep down inside underneath it all all it takes is a little inconvenience and then you start to see them yourselves.
Formidable as ever. Formidable, Formidable. indeed. Yeah, no, yeah. Produ- production's just off the charts, isn't just it? Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that, just yes, in, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, Noel, I know you're in the chat. Fucking amazing. The whole EP was, pff. yeah, pff. fantastic. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, someone's yeah, just jumped in. It. Somebody, Denise, saying, What did I miss? <laughs> 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 we're like two hours deep denise yeah yeah it's um, like, like walking mind. into the uh sit off isn't it and yeah. suddenly like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got any Gary's. yeah. <laughs> yeah. everyone's chewing their faces and then yeah someone, someone walks in nice and fresh yeah denise nice. you can rewind the whole thing right now and then catch up uh lenny d interview loads of good music anyway well done uh noel um frank brilliant stuff really good yeah uh, everyone yep, in the yep. chat is absolutely loving it as to be expected <coughs> excuse me uh, bless you have we got we, we're one like off another shot by the way so i think we should just wait until we get it <laughs> okay one more like on youtube and it's uh, shot time oh oh i was that, was that just oh, one more oh, if go. i got a lag yeah i'm ready somebody was waiting with it lined up in the barrel I've got my gourmet shots ready. Gourmet shots. I've got tequila. <laughs> tequila. Cheers. Tequila. And, and to uh, you. Cheers to everybody at home. Enjoy. Roast. Ah. Yes, I'm a little bit tipsy, but it's my show, so yep. fuck you. Okay, next up, we have somebody like the DJ producer oh. with can't describe it big tune big tune i can't describe it i can't i'm just gonna play it instead of trying to describe it (laughs) let's go
What a tune. What a tune. Mixed reviews in the chat. A few people aren't a fan, but... It's the vocals. Some people, the, yeah, yeah. The, the vocals polarize some people, but um, definitely. I know Luke said it, he he did he, he'd written it without the vocals, and then he felt it needed a little a little more jazz, yeah. and uh, yeah, and just whacked the CC Peniston uh, a cappella in because you know why great. not? It's it's yeah, it's great. And if you listen to it in its entirety, again, it's one of those ones I had to chop, and I really didn't want to, but. If you listen to it in its entirety, it really is a journey of music. It has like a half-step thing, and it like like it, it's good in my so, opinion. And what about deserves, the half-step? It deserves a place in the top five, to my opinion. Anyway, it's uh, it's. A, I mean, when you're hearing it in the club, it's you, it goes off. You know, it's it's yeah, just a fun it fun party track, and you know, yeah, gets the girls dancing. <laughs> the girls get are me dancing, dancing. Then the boys are dancing, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's number four. Uh, What's number three? I don't know. We're going to find out. For everyone in the chat, by the way, going Joe's junk face, drunk face, <laughs> la la la. You, you, you junk face. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of these headphones again. Yeah. Yeah. I've had some beers and what? Yeah, I've had some beers. Merry Christmas. It's my end. Of <laughs> and year. what? It's my end of year works party, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, with your one coworker. What, what we got at number three? Oh no. Must be some it's kind you. Of shit. Dolphin, oh, Ebbs. How is it number, number, not number one? I don't know. I didn't do the vote. I want to recount. Recount. Oh, you're not Trump, bro. <laughs> I am. I'm going to Trump you, mate. Don't start trumping <laughs> on me. <laughs> I'm just going to play it. <laughs> <laughs>
Yo. Can I have yeah. a high five on that? <laughs> Peace. That was fucking. I yeah, man. got words. We we did it all <laughs> in the last in the last show. Just fucking sensational. I I it's agree big... with the sentiments in the chat. I'm surprised that this isn't the top track. Honestly, that is absolutely breathtaking. Well done, man. Ah, oh, thank you, dude. Um, people in the chat. Uh, Greg, uh, sorry, Steph, Death Machine, absolutely superb track, Greg. Um, no, cheers, guys. Um, D Manufacturer. <laughs> Difficult question, though. Is this crossbreed? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't have the clangy snare, does it? It's no clangy snare. Oh, it misses the clangy snare. Yeah, it does no clangy snare. So no, yeah, it's not crossbreed. I missed out on that. Nah. Yeah. Um, what else have we got in here? Um, epic as fuck. I can see this being used as a TV advert. What kind of what kind of uh, <laughs> what would you be selling? <laughs> nail guns. <laughs> Emotional nail need, guns for people in yeah, do you need a soothing nail gun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see those nail mats for people to lie on. Like the evolution of that is you get guns now and you like staple them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know those uh, massage guns that smash the shit out? Yeah, you know, those with uh, nails. pneumatic ones. Yeah. Yeah, stick a nail in there. Nailed it, mate. Yep. Oh, God. What's know. next? Yeah, let's move on to the next one. Okay. So that's number three. Number two in the underground hardcore. It better be good to be that. Of 20. Uh, it's fucking you again. <laughs> it's a fix. It's not it's rigged. fixed. I wish it was. <laughs> it's this rigged. would be there if it was. Right. Oh, nice. I love this one. I've been playing this. I can't even remember a time when I didn't play this now. Let's put it on. Yeah. Let's go. Stay. And crack rocks and stray shots All in a block that stays hot And let's start it like this, son Rolling with this one and that one Pulling out gats for fun Bullets, a chest full of Teflon. I do the 
just and fucking blew up. And that one, pulling out gats for fun Oh Yeah man Win for life yo Yo Uh what can I say? Amazing. Uh, someone said Joe's favorite track is going to be number one. I'd just like to make it clear here. I didn't <laughs> even fucking vote on this. I made a point of not voting. So, oh, it's Skeets, actually. Yeah, fuck off, Skeets, man. <laughs> 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 Why am I even bothering? Um, yeah, this is this is a banger. Um, again, well done, Greg. Two Cheers, mate. Yeah. The top Thanks three. for everyone that voted. Yes, indeed. Yeah, um, somebody, um, Luke Gurdon had a question. He said, how much woo could a Wu-Tang woo if a Wu-Tang could tang woo? Wow, well yeah. done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> woo. <laughs> okay. Woo Thank new. You, woo. Um, we're supposed to have another shot, by the way, because we... Um, oh. Yeah. Fuck, I'll have to make one. Yeah. Oh, thanks for the pre-warning. Where's I, the well, fucking... I, I didn't even notice it went... It was 110 already. Get all the shit. Didn't we do one for 110? No. Okay. Cool. So, just the number one to go. We're going to do number one, and then we'll do, um, like, a questions and answers at the end. Um, so, if anybody's got any questions for me or Greg or anything about anything, then whatever. We'll answer them, and then we'll close the show. So, one last shot. And we'll we'll drink we'll drink um, the twenty twenty to twenty twenty to to questionable decisions. Um, anything to add? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's been a crazy fucking year, right? Yeah. But on like on the other hand, there's been some. It's been it's been really good in some ways. I think you know it's kind of it's shown that like people still love hardcore even there's no even when there's no clubs. You know, it's kind of like it's really shown, you know, the community coming together, the prospect streams every night and stuff. You know, it's yeah. been um, well, I wouldn't it's have been amazing to see how everyone's rallied this, together. This what we're doing right now. I wouldn't have done this. It wouldn't have been kickstarted again if it wasn't for what happened. Yeah. yeah we yeah. did the Oblivion show ages ago and it was good and all, but it wasn't quite it was too much. The work, the effort versus reward balance wasn't correct. Mm -hmm. um, but now this is. This is sustainable, you know. It's um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The year that Colin Ian Colin Pensum said the year that never was, but you have to take some positives, right? So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers. Cheers to you and to everybody else. And to everybody else. <sighs> oh. Okay, so this. Oh, was... someone's just asked me where I get my. Someone's just asked do, me where I get questions. my inspiration for, for, for Crossbird. 
Okay. Let's do the question. So, this was the Underground Hardcore Poll 20. Thank number one. For taking part. Um, and this is the number one track. This has got to be the best track I've ever heard. <laughs> ready? It is. Ready. I'm kind of ready. Tripped and detest bag of dicks. Woohoo! <laughs> you, you fucking what, mate? <laughs> you thought you had this in the bag, not the bag of dicks. No, no, no. Bag of dicks, wow. Congratulations to Daniel and Francis. Yes. Yeah, yeah, man. Fair nice news, one. chaps. Fair news, yeah. chaps. It just goes to show, though, Greg, you can write the most amazing music in the world, but at the end of the day, people just want a bag of dicks. <laughs> Well played, Joe. Well played. <laughs> right, I'm playing it. Go. I will punch the. Bag of dick. I will punch the. Bag of dick. Baby bear in his shit. Picture this, I'm a bag of dicks, put me to your lips, I am sick, I will punch a baby bear in his shit.
bag of dicks. Woo! Woo! So, that congratulations, was... Francis yeah, and, uh, congratulations, Francis and Daniel. Well played. Awesome. Well played. Whoever said um, we should do a top 50... Yeah, next year we can do a top 50 if we can do it on a good day. For sure. When you got um, se- when you got seven hours to go uh, through all the tracks, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm up for it. Um, totally. Um, somebody also said it's a testament to Oblivion and this poll that we have um, a, a BPM range of 135 BPM to 210 BPM in our top 20. And it has been that quite is. an eclectic mix. It hasn't just been like one particular subgenre style throughout. You know. I'm quite happy with how that came out, actually. So, yeah, yeah. Thanks to everyone for voting. I just want to do a quick roundup of the 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 top twenty. So at twenty, Adamant Scream, this breaks my fucking heart. At nineteen, Detest and Satan walk. Eighteen, Producer can't fuck with me. Seventeen, Frenesis and Berserk, <laughs> bad to the bone. Uh, 16, Somniac 1, Hard Since 92. 15, Satan, Wrong Master. 14, uh, The Outside Agency, The Plant. Uh, uh, 13, Ophidian, Electric Resonance. 12, Ophidian, Silver. 11, Detest and Tripped, hard to- Hardcore to the Penis XL. 10, Dolphin, Heavy Hitter. 9, Berserk, Lock and Load. 8, Ophidian and Penta, This World. 7, KRTM, Man With Knife. Six, Somniac One, Kill Everyone, Death Machine Remix. Five, The Outside Agency, More Primitive. Four, The DJ Producer, Can't Describe It, Finally. Three, Dolphin, Ebbs. Two, Dolphin, Running Out of Cream. One, Detestant Tripped, Bag of Dicks. Thanks for everyone for voting. Really appreciate it. Awesome. There was no Hellfish. There was no Hellfish. He released like 15 albums. I know. Well, he didn't. He didn't share on any of his social medias or anything. So bad fish. Bad fish. Um, but that's what it is. You have to yeah. tell people. He put out some cracking tracks this year. To be fair. Yeah, yeah, he has totally. And this isn't. This isn't my choice of of tracks. If it was, then he would be in there. But it's just what the public vote for, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, totally, totally. So thank you to everyone for tuning in and we're going to open for questions now. So you had, you had a, a question before Greg that you wanted to answer. So go I've for it. forgotten what it was. I can't remember what it was. Uh, it was something to do with, Oh, how do you get your inspiration for crossbird? Someone asked me. <laughs> yeah. So how, uh, how, how do I get my inspiration for crossbird? Uh, I, I guess I go out with a, uh, I go out with my crossbow <laughs> I've, and, uh, I've, got, I've got a crossbird. She's sat in there. <laughs> <laughs> She's really cross. <laughs> uh, mine's mine's really happy. She's upstairs mixing. So. Um, yeah. Any questions? Um, put them in the chat, and we'll answer them. We're going to do fifteen minutes. Minutes. I've got these headphones on again. Fifteen minutes maximum, and we'll do questions and answers. Any questions for me or Greg? Um, Oh, Wanda wants to know what's my my personal favourite track of the year. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a tough one. Uh, oh Christ, there's been there's been so many. There's been some great albums this year, and it's hard to pick a track. Um, but yeah, 
the Arca album is absolutely fantastic. If you haven't heard that, um, I told to Alan, I told Tex album is, is absolutely superb as well. Um, one of tricks point never had a new album out. That was weird and interesting, but I love his stuff. So, um, yeah, it's been some really, really good stuff this year. Um, I think, yeah, it's, it's, I think a lot of like artists have had time to kind of really play around, you know, with no gigs and stuff. It's like, what are you going to do? You're going to go into the studio and and write some stuff. And for me, especially it's, it's, um, it's been nice making some tracks where you don't have to think about the dance floor and playing some streams, some like live streams and stuff that I've done this year where you didn't have to like worry about the dance floor. You know, you, you could just, you know, play some really nice experimental, interesting stuff. Um, and I miss, miss sets like that. Should be more, more of those. Um, yeah, I wrote a whole EP of, um, of some genre that hasn't been invented yet. I think it's like kind of 200 BPM footwork jungle, um 90s house so yeah why not awesome i got a question in the chat here um joe any chance of doing a new year's eve stream or doing a show on the friday night so we can chat hang out and dance away i'm actually playing on um a new year's eve stream if you head over to my page then you'll see it there um yeah i've got a 30 minute set where i'm just gonna play like 200 to 220 and just ape shit so that is happening on New Year's Eve. Um, any more for you, Greg? Uh, something about Switch Technique collab. So, um, yeah, I don't know about a collab, but um, Dom's just asked me to remix one of the tracks on his new album. So I'm going to be working on that, I think. Um, but yeah, we should do another collab. I miss Dom. Yeah, me too. He's been do- dealing with some shit, though. So, yeah. Yeah, um, he he's all good. He's just about to drop an album, though. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I've yeah, heard it. It's really good. It's week. really nice. Yeah, yeah, it's yep. really good. Yeah, I played it on. I started with, I started with one of the tracks on my last podcast on the Fractal stream two weeks ago, or a week nice. ago. Nice, uh, Dolphin. What is the tune of yours you are most proud of? Oh, uh, this year, Ebbs, no, and maybe Ebbs, ever actually. Generally, or Ebbs ever, yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Golden Linings as well is 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 something I'm really proud of. Um, yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah. Okay. Um, people asking, did we announce the winner from that for the album from the last show? <laughs> I picked it. Did I not announce it? Bad show. Yeah. If I didn't, I'm sorry. Um, Who was it? Pick someone out of the chat, random. It was Matty Block X that won it. I've got it written down here, but I, I just picked it up. Matty, um, if you're watching now, Matty Block X, you won the um, the Dolphin LP. I just didn't put it on Facebook. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're, a, you're such a twat, Joe. Well, at least at least I'm answering the question. I could just like pretend yeah. that it did it didn't happen. Yeah, uh, Matty Block X, um, and so Greg, you need to post it to him. <laughs> Uh, am I supposed to post it? I don't know. You promised it was uh, going to be signed in semen or blood or some shit. I haven't left the house for three months. How am I going to post it? Well, Gareth, but Gareth disappeared with all the prospect money. Yeah, yeah, right. What's going on? I, Matty, you might be lucky to get that, you know. And if you do, it might be the last thing you ever posted. Huh. Mm. More questions? Okay. Uh, 
I heard a truck you guys were working on called Flipper. Mm -hmm. No? Tumble tumbleweeds. Yeah, well that's what okay. Uh, d d d what program are you using to create music? I can tell you he's using Cubase from about two thousand and one. <laughs> right? Nope. Oh, you upgraded? No, I'm on, the, I'm, on, I'm, on the, yeah, I'm on the latest version. Wow. When did that happen? Yeah. Corona. <laughs> also, uh, Decaf Delirium, you are uh, Matty X. Uh, Matty Decaf? De Decaf Delirium. Matty, uh, inbox me. We'll, we'll sort it out. I had it written cool. down. I'm sorry I didn't put it on Facebook. Shit's been crazy. Um, oh, Noel wants to know where where his stems are. <laughs> is that a question in the chat or? That's that's a that's a he's a, he's waiting for some stems for a track to do a remix. Oh. Um, and there are, there are, there are a few. Let me just yeah, a little little spoiler there. There's a few other people waiting for stems as well. <laughs> so there might be a little it might be a little something in the works, shall we say? Ooh, that smells mm. like <laughs> remix city. <laughs> It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, Infravox, will there be a Prospect XL? Not this year, is fucking certain. There isn't um, a Prospect right now. Well, nobody's yeah. Gonna... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think there's going to be a... No, it's... Who even knows if we'll ever see Prospect or Gareth again? I heard that the airport's opened up from Holland and he just fucked off with all the Prospect merch to the Bahamas and he was going to live off it. Who knows? <laughs> 20 quid, yeah. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be like a lucky, lucky man in the Bahamas, no, yeah. but like a white one selling prospect merch on the corner. Like, any more questions? We've got five more minutes for questions, guys, and that's it. We're going to close. Richard Cresswell says, uh, is asking me what's planned for new music. Uh, what can we expect? So I did, uh, I, like I just said, I did that weird, um, I did six tracks of it, actually, like 200 BPM footwork jungle 90s house thing that's kind of interesting. Um, and I'm working, or I have been working on a, like, multi-genre EP kind of thing. Um, well, it's all hardcore, but it's kind of different genres takes on hardcore so i've done like a disco track i've done like a footwork track i've done a bolivian folk music track well i haven't done one of those but like different kind of genres in hardcore that should be kind of fun um but yeah just playing around gonna do some more dance floor stuff got a few remixes on the go that sort of stuff someone's written in the chat um how do you see the future of uk hardcore techno any direction you'd expect the sound to go or artists to look out for example I know this is aimed at you, but I'd like to just say something. Yeah, go for it. Um, UK hardcore techno has been a, a thing for quite some time now that has been sat quietly watching and, and being, um, how do I say this? Um, the performing monkey in the arenas for many wow. years on the Dutch festivals. But now it's becoming more and more prominent where guys like you and Hellfish and Juicer and it's, it's becoming much more and more dominant now. And so I think the future of UK hardcore techno is really like, I think the one word is eclectic. I think we 
like I say we, I know I'm not a producer, but uh, I, I think I can speak for it. For you represent. Me, for, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So I think what we bring is is an eclectic sound that combines everything that isn't necessarily GABA or or hardcore or industrial or whatever. It's it's the the breaking of the rules. It's the bringing of the the hip hop, the drum and bass influences. That every every everything that for me is what UK hardcore techno has always been and forever yeah. will be. So it's constantly reinventing and breaking its own rules. That's for me what what it is. That's yeah, yeah. And you know, it, but for me, it's it's, it's about. Con- you know, constantly push, trying to push the music forward because yeah. we've got this amazing foundation of, of, you know, kind of where we come from and stuff like that. And it's about just continually pushing that forward. Um, yeah. And I think someone in the, um, yeah, Mr. Cresswell just said, you know, you've got to branch out and pull new people. And he's absolutely right. It, it needs some new blood as well. Yeah. And um, it, it needs people snapping at the heels of, of the guys, you know, because... Um, as much as I love playing the, the festivals and stuff, it's, it's you see a lot of the same people um, yeah. over and over. And, you know, they need some new blood coming through. That's why that, I've been you know, really aren't scared to... on this new blood stuff that I've been working on. Yeah. To bring the new producers through. It's important. We need people to make the other people scared, make people up their game because they know other people are coming. That's how yeah. evolution happens. You know, you have to be feel like you're being chased to be better. You have to. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it is about, it's a bit, you know, we've got to keep pushing this music forward and stuff. And as, as much as I love the stuff from the 90s and, you know, stuff from the early 2000s and stuff, it is, you know, we, you've just got to keep, a, it's got to keep evolving. All those things have its have its space and time and stuff. Um, and you can do, you know, you can do homages to that. You can, you know, respect that where you come from and stuff, but it's it's important to keep it moving forward, I think. Yeah. Um, someone's written your opinion on artists like Envitral switching to Masters Hardcore and change their style for a more sellable style dude everyone's different right and some people want to do this to um, some people want to do this to make money some people want to do this because they're passionate about it some people are in between and you also have to understand that there's different cultures and different backgrounds to appreciate too so for people like us from the UK, I, I'm assuming that you're from the UK given given this question, it's hard sometimes to contemplate the choices of uh, Dutch artists to change their approach to their music. And this isn't necessarily about Envitral, but you have to understand that there's a massive cultural difference between where you're from and where they're from. And this isn't like... Uh, a decision that they make and it's a click in their head it's more of a it's a it's a business it's like something when you grow up it's like i don't know how to articulate it better because i'm a little bit drunk it's <laughs> do you see what i mean it's yeah it's, yeah yeah it's not it's not as simple could... it's not as simple as that it's not as simple as switching to masters hardcore and changing their style it's more complex question than that it's it's to do with personality uh, environment etc etc it's not just black and white and it's and not only that it's like what you want as an artist is different for everybody you know and you've got to remember that we're still in a fairly small genre here we're not making pop music you know we're not getting you know selling millions of records 
Um, even in the you know the mainstream Gabba hardcore stuff, it's it's still pretty niche. You know, it's, if yeah. we wanted to make you know people say you know why don't you make a pop record? Well, it's not that easy. But you know, but you've got guys like Dither and stuff that are kind of having to go, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean they're trying to make really kind of commercial music. And maybe, maybe they just want to appeal to as many people as possible. Maybe they just want to kind of get their music out and cross over into exactly. people that don't, you know, listen to a lot of hardcore. And that is not a bad thing no, for our scene. That's why I say also, though, it's not as black and white as they switch to this. You have to really dig deep into the different variables to understand why that's happened. It's not like just it's not people tend to t think that it's their perception of it is the way you see what i mean like they they feel personally affected by it and they yeah. think about how it impacts them when they should be thinking about why is that person done that because of the yeah. decisions they had to yeah. make it's not it's not as simple as they're not a product of of what you want they're not your tool it's it's just what they're doing you know yeah, yeah yeah and and props to anyone you know i've got no time for politics or bitching you know and, and i'm just like supportive of everybody that's trying to that's trying to do their thing and you've got to remember that you know the kind of if kind of main you know the mainstream stuff it stays popular it stays it stays big then it keeps people coming to the festivals and it, and it keeps us having like things like the industrial stages and stuff like that you know it supports us through you know stuff that maybe you don't like or you know you don't, you're not really feeling but if it gets out to the masses and it keeps all this scene going because we're all a big part of it and you've got to remember this whole thing is still you know fairly niche in the grand scheme of things even though you know you get twenty thousand masses of hardcore or whatever it, it's it's a different thing over in here over in the netherlands you know it's like when i go to the gym it's it's like they they play gabba tracks and stuff you know along with the blame pop songs and stuff um but yeah it, if it helps the scene if it keeps people in it it's all good for sure anyway so we rambled says, a bit on that uh, necronomicon um can we get some official joe et dj tutorials no um no <laughs> no that's it no <laughs> next yeah um, um, one more question uh, one more good question um i saw a couple of people ask me about plugins and samples and yep. and stuff like that um i'm just talking to someone at the moment about doing a kind of producer master class thing um so yeah i'm think i'm gonna do that and talk about some kind of creative production techniques and you know how i write tunes and stuff like that um the audio sickness guy, not audio sickness, what are they called? Um, Fragment guys uh, asked me to do a sample pack. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, it just takes too long. I'd rather be writing tunes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's going to be some stuff happening fairly soon in that space. Okay, great. Cool. Um, all right. So oh, someone asked about Down With The Sickness. What? Someone asked about Down With The Sickness. Okay. Uh, oh, I, that, didn't, I did a new version that. of it. I need to send uh, Yeah, okay. I did a new yeah. version. I'll Down send it over. The Sickness is going to be released on Oblivion, whoever asked the question. Yeah. Um, also, to Cam, who's messaging me, freaking out about the four-hour rule on Facebook. It's now six hours, so don't worry about it. Um, okay, so I'm going to close. Um, thank you to... Thank you to you, Greg, for 
being my new co-host. Oh, I'm going to take these headphones no, it's off. That's a pleasure. I enjoyed it, man. Thanks. Yeah, um, I'd like you... I'm not quite as drunk as last time, but <laughs> I am pretty drunk. Um, hopefully, we can do it again next time. We'll, we'll see. I'm down. After. You're down. Cool. So I'm down. Greg is the new, do- new co-host. Oh, these headphones. It's worse when I'm drunk. Greg is now the new official co-host on the Oblivion show. Great stuff. Oh, awesome. uh, I don't know why I'm looking at this pad. It's got nothing useful written on it. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'd like to do some shout outs and some thanks. I'd like to thank, um, let's thank Cam. Um, Cam works really hard behind the scenes here at Oblivion. She does all of our graphic design. She does all of our website. She, she did all of the stuff for, um, the poll, uh, all of the graphics for the show, you know, all of the themes, um, checking all of my, checking all of my work basically because i'm a bit of a loose cannon i just kind of do loads of work and hope it's good enough and i need to be reined in so big up cam girl you do chef's, a fucking... chef's kiss yeah chef's kiss you do a really good job and um if everyone anyone wants a badass graphic designer then uh come get in touch she's uh she's got it all graphic design web design everything she's fucking amazing she's so amazing sometimes it's annoying it's, she's that <laughs> <laughs> so Cam, babe i love you thank you very much for keeping this shit the way it is and the branding the way it is and the design fucking awesome you're the best uh next shout is uh to the moderator team and the team behind the show so Walter and dean uh robert uh all of those guys who helped with not only the moderation and administration of the the forum and the show, but also helped us um, collate 1,200 releases in two days and put them onto a website based on the feedback. That's that's a fucking big job. We we worked yeah, it off for it. Like, yeah. I mean, I worked on it, but these guys busted ass for me too. So. Thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Big ups. I'd also like to make shouts to the rest of the Oblivion crew, uh, Steph, Francis, uh, Renice, uh, Ollie, Ben. Uh, I'm going to forget someone. I'm going to hate myself. <laughs> Just say all of them, all of them, all of the Oblivion everyone. Crew, thank you very much. Respect. Uh, big shout to Lenny D uh, and Jules for helping with the for first of all for facilitating and doing the interview but then helping with the edits uh and making three hours of interview down to one hour 20 because lenny loves a good fucking talk um so big up for that um uh, big ups to all the people that voted big ups to all of the followers um uh who else there's much more here Shout out to um, everybody that's done streams this year. Yeah. Um, it's been a, like to it's been yeah, a Prospect Crew. Doing all yeah. this shit. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm talking over you. Go. That's all right. I was, no, oh, and shout out for stream of the year the other day. Um, yep. Uh, Iron Fist Tournament. <laughs> stream of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to get a rerun of that, so we'll see how that one goes. Yeah, good luck with that, guys. Um, what else? Um, I don't know what Jesus. else. Jesus. No, I fucked that guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Dean, if I didn't shout to Dean already, I love you. Um, and Ant. And yeah, I oh, think I, I oh, think cool, I he's part of the um, moderation team. But yeah, big ups, Ant. Uh, I think, I think that's it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's it. Yeah, I think this was a good show. We had a good turnout. We still got a hundred people listening. So what are they doing? You? Well, they're just looking at us and listening to what we say. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, thanks for everyone that voted yeah. in the uh, in the in the top twenty and all that stuff. And thanks for chatting and participating and being awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. We do all this. I know it sounds corny, but you know we really do all this because of you guys. You know, yeah. the people that come to the clubs, the people that buy the music, the people that support totally. the streams. Totally. Um, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's you guys that keep this going. So it's it's that and the fact that we love it. That's it for me. It's not. I'm not trying to get rich here. I'm doing all of this just because I fucking love it. <laughs> How's that working out for you? It's not. I said. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Funny doing that, it. isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. This is it. Yeah. We love this and we love you guys. So thanks for tuning in. Tuning in? <laughs> thanks for tuning in to another episode. <laughs> for chewing chewing in. For chewing in to another episode of your favourite shoe. Another gold platform place there. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of your favourite show. This was the Oblivion Show. This is Joey T, and that was Dolphin. See you next time. Peace. Thanks, guys. Peace.